This is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast hosted by myself, Socraton, along with Beal and Sir Nevels. And today we've got Caleb Calamari in as well. Uh, we thought Beal was going to be uh, out today. He has a social life, it turns out, but that social life decided to have a rain delay. So he is uh, he's with us. Sorry about that, Beal. Sorry you're stuck with just, you know, us guys today. <laughs> it's all right. This uh, I was back and forth. Uh, I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go today so I can record. And then... I saw like, oh, we're totally on for today. And then I just checked like an hour ago and this outdoor concert is getting rained out. That sucks. Well, that's yeah, unfortunate for you. Uh, it's good for all of our listeners. So everyone, uh, I, I expect everyone to take a moment, you know, to appreciate the sacrifice that Beal has given of his time today for you guys, for you, the listener. Man. Because, yeah, of the because of the rain. Because the of the rain. Because of the rain. <laughs> the rain. If it wasn't raining, I wouldn't be here. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I made us all feel better. I thought maybe you're like, you know what? I was still debating whether, you know, whatever. Wait, what, 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 you know, I mind is asking, who are you going to go see? He's going to go see Cake. Ooh, oh, let's go. Okay. Yeah. going to see Cake, outdoor show, like literally Cake by the Ocean. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cake by the ocean. Sounds pretty good. That sounds but awesome. uh, no, that could bump back to tomorrow. So hopefully uh, the weather stays nice. It's been absolute garbage this entire summer here as far as the rain goes. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I think I'm in the here. best place in the country right now because I feel like the south is on fire with a heat wave. The northeast is just getting pummeled by rain. I'm out here in northwest Oregon. It has been like 68 degrees and sunny for like over a month and a half now. You. It has been so, so nice. Uh, and I'm stuck at work every day, you know, just looking at the, the, the nice rolling puffy clouds roll by. I miss dad's summer. Beautiful. I miss summer, guys. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a middle-aged dude or a young dad and you're in school and you still have the beautiful concept that is summer, enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Stop listening to this podcast. Go touch grass. Get out there. Enjoy it. All right. <laughs> Stop listening. <laughs> well, well, actually, actually, shout out to, uh, I think it's, is it, who is it? Who, uh, I, I don't know if it was Sherman or someone. Uh, actually, I think I don't think it was. Someone mentioned uh, I've been sending out some merchandise for our Patreon uh, peeps, and someone mentioned that they every time I put we, oh, I think it was Rental Beast. Shout out to Rental Beast, I think. Or actually, I don't know. I I, I can Wait. look it up. It doesn't matter. But someone uh, says that every shout time we post to a, all of our Patreons. to all of our Patreons, yeah, yeah, shout, uh, yeah, shout them all out, all of them beautiful people. Uh, someone mentioned that every time we dropped an episode, it's like they get four more days of like something to listen to while they go out and run. So if you're out there jogging right now, um, I hope it's nice weather. Hope you're feeling fit and uh, have a good run, you know. Uh, also, beautiful. I want to shout out Caleb Calamari coming in here. We thought Beal wouldn't be here and he happily stepped in. And then Beal said, screw it, I'm joining anyways because my concert got canceled till tomorrow. But Caleb's still here. So he's, you know, the real MVP. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I like to outshine Beal as much as I possibly can because I can't do it in game. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can only do it when he's like eight drinks back, you know. <laughs> oh yeah oh, yeah do it where are all my sheep <laughs> that was oh that was so good that was so good um all right guys uh we've got a little bit of news and then i, I was gonna start us off today with our reddit posts uh, i curated a number i was just scrolling through it i said curated i literally just went scrolled through this morning and i was like oh my gosh there's so many good posts uh before we get to those we oh, will yeah. weigh in on some of these things uh, we've got a little bit of AOE news. Um, actually, I'll let Sir Neville's take it away, take it away with this one. He did the, the research for this one this week. Oh, this was literally like without any type of serious effort at all. Yeah, that's how we run this podcast, around. you know. <laughs> that's how you do it. But uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, obviously with this new season, we've been seeing a lot of uh, people saying they're having a lot of drop games 
Uh, me, I've also been suffering from that. So uh, they uh, apparently there was a hot fix. This is the second one now. They have uh, I don't know the I don't know the number the fix three point four five shots. I don't know that, but there was another hot fix. And actually, actually, I'm using it's actually a complete update to the game, not even a hot fix, but an update to the game where apparently now people who are experiencing frame rate drops and game crashes apparently it's supposed to be solved. Uh, I think I think for the most part it has been. I don't hear anybody really complaining about a big thing was uh they call it the castle glitch where you get the castle age, your game completely just shuts off. A lot of people think it might be like the uh, people not updating their drivers, maybe the graphics cards, whatever the case might be. But uh it it was an issue. I'm not gonna lie, I was. I played um so I was playing some team games with the homies uh from Discord and uh, we played like probably five games. I think I dropped like three of them. Tonight at the castle. It dropped, caused everybody to lose. And uh, I think everybody's trying to be polite, but it was like, it was a little frustrating. But apparently that's fixed. You know, I guess you got to, you know, maybe wait, wait a week or two to see how the community is addressing that. And uh, other than that, um, also, uh, you know, Golden League, uh, a lot of people don't know when Golden League was going on. Uh, you know, there's also something in the background called Silver League. And Silver League, I think, like, you know, Golden League might be top. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, uh, when when the Elite Classics were happening, excuse me, uh, there's also Silver League going in the background. Like, you know, it's been, Silver League's been going on for a long time, Golden League and through the duration of Silver League. Well, uh, Silver League just wrapped up also. Um, it was uh, Anno 10 versus Kiljardi, uh best of seven. And Anno 10 turned out to be the victor. Four to two. And I think from after that, uh, last 1v1, I think EGC has uh, put a cap on any of their tournaments for the rest of the summer. So they might come back around like, you know, September, October. So right now, all the S-tier tournaments, I believe, have wrapped up for Age of Empires 4. Everyone's just kind of doing their little, you know, Frankenstein tournaments. Everybody's kind of putting their stuff together and maybe collecting a little bit of money. And then they're just making little low, small, maybe show matches. Not, so the tournament season, pretty much in news, is uh kind of at a so not not in season right now. Not is there season. gonna be a Wololo? Do we know? I have that's heard a, no that, announcements about that. That's a great. That right there is something that that's a great great question because no one knows, and a lot of people are predicting if there is going to be one that because uh, for AOE two with Wololo, it's like a two week trial, like a trial for like two weeks, like literally like one weekend or two weekends trying out. So if there is one, people think that if they have it, they're not. There's not going to be a role to Wololo like there was before. Like there's not yeah, like there's no like three month trial period. Which maybe I mean maybe some people find it. Some people don't like that it's not going to be a role to Wololo, and other people are like, thank God because it was just it lasted so long. And then like towards the end, we're getting, you know a lot of people only watch a certain amount of pro players. So once all the pro players make it in the big names, they're kind of watching people just like play and like you know it just kind of became i guess it came somewhat, somewhat redundant some people there's like okay can we just get to who's qualifying some people have a little you know the tent the uh you know the uh patience isn't there but i, I agree i prefer road too but i believe it's gonna if there is one just a little short trial i can kind of see the benefit to both like i did I, I remember i really i haven't been following a lot of tournaments lately mostly because i've just been busy personally but i remember last like October and like all the late summer, I, I was really into watching that like every Saturday, Sunday. Too, like, yeah. I, I was watching them and I didn't watch every game, but I definitely was tuning in and I think it drummed up a lot of hype for the game. It's a bit of a 
Road to Willow literally carried my like carried me for like six months at work. I was losing my <laughs> mind. Like I watched it. Every, I watched all of them. It literally it worked. Like I worked my shift. Literally carry on. See now everyone has time. this podcast, you know. So now everyone yeah. wants you know yeah. to listen. We, they've got this, and then this is every two exactly. weeks. You know? So we've got exactly. you guys. We've got you. <laughs> to the road to sheep. We're gonna call road it. to sheep. Road to sheep. <laughs> I like that. I like we've that. We've got that. Uh, we've got that ad that we made. Uh, my wife was working on the ad advert for uh, Rising Empires to put our little sheep. Our, our podcast on there for people to see. So that's coming up. It's that's, a little animated like, little great. thing. She was that's working great. on it late that's last hilarious. night. Yeah, I've seen it. It was really good. That's, that, that's something I was expecting. Just jumping in here. Like I, it is a bummer that there is no road to Willow. Cause that is, mm-hmm. that's something that can drum up, drum up interest for the yeah. game. Like just a long season of, uh, mm-hmm. highest level of competition. Mm-hmm. going at it um it drives the creation of new maps and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, it's a bummer that it's not happening in its full capacity like it did last year because yeah. i think that'd be a great marketing thing well um, we also got to consider that uh it might just get pushed back too like i mean there's no we, contract of red bull like they can make it later yeah or it might not happen, happen at all haven't heard it happen this like, year yeah I'm holding out for a Gamescom announcement or something. Like, what's next? Yeah. When's the next big? I feel like ever, and, I, and I know, I know that like Relic doesn't really have that much to do with this game. Uh, genuinely, doesn't have that much to do. And after the whole thing with the uh, the layoffs they had, I feel like since then, like, not that we haven't had. I guess let me let me rephrase this a little bit. Like, they had the layoffs in Relic uh, like a month or so ago that we mentioned on this podcast, and mostly I think due to the failure of Company of Heroes. Um. But I do feel like since that point, not that like care for this game has just disappeared. But I feel like I have heard no official announcements besides that, like we get a little eagle thing for the 4th of July and a little uh, like profile icon for Canada Day. That's been like that was already in the works. I think I've heard like hardly anything. And maybe it's just me not being as involved as I should be with the game. But I feel like I just haven't heard a lot from the, the guys upstairs on this one, you know, and I feel like the I marketing on this game has just disappeared like where like we should be pushing this this is like a the game's better than it's ever been i feel like and there's just like nothing being talked about about it i don't think that's super uncommon uh i know another game that i was very very excited for called spellcraft uh they had a what i thought was a semi-successful alpha open alpha run um they even like sneaky and people from like league of legends and stuff trying it out um, but apparently it wasn't as successful as they wanted and they lied off a bunch of people and that discord server has gone dark for like four months mm. after oh. they laid off a bunch of people. Um, so I, I, I think, I think there's a morale hit that happens that tends to kind of weigh on the shoulders of the people who are already still working there um, on top of increased or workload or decreased uh, uh, output. Um, just just makes things tend to be a little sour after yeah. mass layoffs. Well, and again, too, Relic is not in charge of uh, this game currently. It really is a Microsoft mm-hmm. baby through and through now. They worked on it and they helped, but uh, this is definitely a Microsoft product first and foremost. So yeah, uh, there is a difference. That we are kind of detached from that. And I know there was some like really doomsday speculation. I don't think it's we're in the doomsday mode because of that. Uh, Because we are a little bit detached from it, but it does seem like maybe there has been a souring and maybe people are kind of, maybe there's some reorganization going on in the background. I don't really know. Yeah. Hopefully, Uh, hopefully it gets better. 
Maybe. Okay, this is kind of like, I don't know. Like I said, this is coming from an idiot. Who here we know. go. This is, this okay, is the hot maybe, take. Hot take from I'm today. Right here. If, if, you, if you say that um, this is a Microsoft baby through and through, maybe, like, I don't know exactly how much, like, updates we're getting or posts when the game first launched or whatever. But if you ask me, if you look at it as a Microsoft baby, I think their hands have been a little full, I don't know, closing on the biggest uh, acquisition yeah. ever in history. Yeah. Like, like, they just, they literally just, I think just today, it's been confirmed that mm-hmm. they literally have acquired Activision. Yes, for they got 60, them. Like $69 billion. So I think they're not, if, they, if, it's, if it's Microsoft really paying attention to this, they're too worried right now. The biggest concern on the bulletin board in the, uh, you know, on the whiteboard in the uh, board office wasn't like, let's make sure the AOE 4 fans are good right now. <laughs> Microsoft, let's, uh, yeah, Activision, that, that's, that, Let's create a super yeah, yeah. monopoly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think uh, Microsoft right now is uh not saying they don't care about AOE 4. I think they're kind of just, you know, just kind of any of their t- uh, titles right now. They're kind of just full like yeah, capitalism, but, full late stage yeah, capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Full late stage capitalism. <laughs> exactly. Like Microsoft just has completely just decided they're going to rule the world now. Cause Bill like, they Gates just, is like going dark. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, if we, if we go off that Microsoft being the like, you know, we're the heads of this, maybe after this acquisition has finally wrapped up and now things are kind of going back and they have been in court. They've been fighting this thing for what? It's been like over a year. Like they have been almost, almost the same amount of time as uh AOE's lifespan. They have been kind of going back and forth over this, um, yeah, their, the FTC was fighting them hard. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's literally going to be one of the biggest conglomerate of media <laughs> oh, online for the games ever. Like, ever. I mean, this ever. really is the the horror of late stage capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask 100%. you this. Let me ask you this. I'm I'm into this conspiracy theory. All right. I think that Bill Gates is working with Elon Musk oh, to build no. a Death Star no, man, no, replica, no. and he's going to go sit up there as the emperor of the world. And, <laughs> uh, can I? Can I? Can I? Oh, gosh. In other news, uh, Twitter is like dying. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah, exactly. So much That's happening crazy. in the world. These big so media guys, man. A lot happening. A lot happening. Throwing out one more thing, uh, just the fact that we haven't heard a lot, but their party event, whatever, the map monsters, the big thing they announced for season five, the event stops on July 20th. So I got to imagine there's going to be an announcement within Mm. the next week, week and a half or so uh, for the second half half of season season five is going to go. It feels like season five just started to me still. It does. Yeah, it does. I mean, there was like a season summer five. effect. It started in June. Yeah. Man, it's already right. been six it's weeks. Uh, maybe, June I mean, I, I guess maybe it's because the other season kind of got pushed back and like extended. Maybe this is just a standard size season. Yeah. Again, I think one thing to consider too is that it is summertime for those of us who are in the, uh, the Northern Hemisphere. So sorry to Australians, they're, they're in the cold time, I guess. But for all of us here out in the North, uh, it is summertime, and that does mean a lot of people are taking vacations, frankly, taking time off work, heading out, yeah. going to Disneyland, going to Europe, doing all the things that they do when they have money. So it could be just that production slows a little bit in summertime. I know at my workplace, uh, it feels like that's happened a little bit. And I know like the other time where it's, things slow down is like right around the holidays. I bet things will pick up come uh, August for sure. End of August. Imagine most definitely. I mean, also, too, I'm like, I mean, when games come comes around, I mean, it's going to be a lot 
Gamescom is more, you know, focused around, instead of like, not focused, but it is caters more to uh, RTS community. So Gamescom, I really believe, is like, I mean, same as last year. I believe that it will, you know, that new civilization, everybody wants to know what's happening. I believe that's where the, the question will be answered. Because the season literally ends the uh, October twenty fourth, this like literally the same exact time as the new mm. like this new the new uh new civs came out. Uh, October Dude, if 25th. we don't get new civs by then, nah, we are. I, I, I don't want to look think about that of how bad that could feel, but I definitely hope we get. Nah, we are. Wasn't nah, it? we are. <laughs> has, it been, has it been over a year? No, it will be a year come October. Okay, okay, yeah, so that would be the time. The season ends. The season yeah. ends in October as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That yeah. That's, when, that's when they'll drop it because yeah, it was about yeah, a year for the first set. So, which is yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is okay. You know, I think we've decided that a year for every two sibs is actually a really good pace for this game. Yeah. So it's really mm-hmm. not bad. Alrighty, guys. I still don't know half of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's actually part of our discussion today. We'll be talking about the sibs. Oh, we don't yeah. know as much and how we want to learn and some of our troubles with them. Before we get to that, guys, I have curated and I say curated again. I I just kind of scrolled this morning and frankly, Reddit's kind of a goldmine. Or some stuff. I don't know what it is about oh, yeah. Sundays, Saturday night, Sunday morning, but uh, there are quite a number of fun Reddit posts to go through. Um, I am going to just start with uh, start with one. I've got on our outline. If you guys want to follow along, we'll start with the first one here. Um, it says this one is coming to you by Badao Shand Y. They say, can someone please give a detailed description of each biome in Age of Empires 4? I'm interested in the differences between each of the biomes in AOE 4. What are the major attributes of each biome? Um, I, I thought I saw this and kind of chuckled myself because basically I've got I've got a couple opinions on this actually. For the most part, it doesn't matter ex- unless yeah. there's two. There's two. The two newish ones. Uh, first of all, that enchanted grove biome made a huge difference because it was like putting boots yeah. in your eyes. And the second one is I actually do have an opinion on the Mediterranean biome, mm. where it's like got the palm trees and the sand. I mm. hate this one for one reason and one reason Whoa. alone. Yeah. And it is because the birds. <laughs> they squawk. The birds. They squawk nonstop. They make so much noise. It is the loudest really? biome. They go like, rah, 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 like the entire time. It is really? like, it is like oh, going outside to the beach with like a flock of seagulls. I can, that is the only one I cannot stand. I didn't even notice that. Now I'm going to notice it all day. And now I'm not going to like them there. Yeah, it, it's, it's every time I happen when it's Mediterranean, I just kind of die inside because there's like a bird that just makes the most obnoxious noise. I'm like, man, imagine that, you know, you're you're a beautiful little creation of God, right? You're a little bird. And for some reason, that's what you got stuck with saying is awful, <laughs> awful. I'm going to or Sahara Desert. Uh, Sahara Desert is the worst one, dude. That is facts to me. I was about to say that. Ooh, was Sahara Sahara Desert. Desert. I, like, I like Sahara Desert. I, you, you like know, Sahara I, Desert? I like it. I, oh, it's got a good yeah. vibe. Like it's a good beach day sort of vibe to it. I know a lot of people beach like it's sort of so vibe. bright. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, that's the one. Is it? Wait, is, it it's, 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 is there other two? Beach. Other two? Is it Saharan Desert and Mediterranean? Or are they different? No, they're different. Mediterranean is way. Different. It's like a more of a Saharan Desert. Like like a, I thought it was a beach like day when I was talking. About. Yeah. I don't think Saharan I've seen Saharan. Saharan. I, I need to open up my game now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got my game open. I got my game open. Like. Sahara Desert is my. I think everyone agrees that Sierra Desert is like the one that it like burns your eyes. That one's bright. It's super bright, and it makes the game look not as good. I don't know. Like I don't know. I like it. You like <laughs> that? I, I love how I like you have different Desert. opinions. Yeah. That's I'll, great. I'll hey. Like especially hey. on a water map. That's crazy. It it looks dry. It makes you want to get a glass of water while I'm playing. Like it, <laughs> it just looks like a dry terrain. 
Like, yeah, I guess so. Yes, it's a hard desert. Okay, I, I, that is my least favorite in the game. Like, I get well, my like, this now. So it's, I mean, I love Mediterranean too. Because you take a look at all the other maps, like I couldn't yeah. tell you the difference. Oh, yeah, those are hard. Actually, yeah, I, I think I think it like, might be Saharan any, Desert. I don't like. Wait, I can't tell. Mediterranean. Oh no, they added. They've added some new ones. Huh. Mediterranean is the newest one. That's the one they added. Maybe That's it's Saharan Desert. Right? I don't like then. But I, I feel oh, like there's one of them that yeah, has. Which, whichever on one, one of these two has the birds that just squawk like nonstop. I think it might That's, be Saharan Desert know. because of the. Ah, maybe it was Mediterranean. I don't remember anymore. It's been a while since I've been on either of those. As far as the other biomes go, I don't really care. I think Chalk Downs is yeah. one of the prettiest. Um, I like the European temper. I'm a big fan of the Tiaga uh, summer and winter. Um, I don't actually, I, I don't like the Gobi Desert very much because it reminds me of Southern California growing up as a kid and I just hate the heat. Um, and I like Asian uh, subtropical and temperate. I, I, I like most of them oh, are nice. Yeah. You know, most of the biomes They're are pretty, pretty nice. Good. They're pretty good. I the difference between any of them except for... Sahara and non-Sahara maps. I know that uh, the Asian subtropical has bamboo instead of like the normal like trees. Okay. So that one I noticed. But yeah, besides that, like it's, I don't, I don't take too much notice of them. I believe Sahara Desert has palm trees. Uh, I believe the Sahara Desert. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I loaded up a map on Mediterranean and I couldn't tell you the difference between this and like a normal summer map. Okay, it must be Saharan yeah, Desert. I think yeah, Saharan Desert has like the uh, the birds, especially on a water map. I just feel like I hear birds squawking. So I think that's the one I, I loathe. Mm-hmm. Have you tried yeah, not think... zooming in as much as you can? No, I zoom all I like play <laughs> super zoomed out and you can just hear them like <laughs> screaming. It's oh, something else. You might... Now it's not playing on that map. I'm all I'm gonna hear is birds. I'm like, You're gonna hear it and you'll think of me. If, you know? So that, if there's if there's an ornithologist listening, I need Socrates to do that impression one more time and then <laughs> let us know what species. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's just, this is exactly that was pretty impressive. Um, I'm glad to know that I've got like a couple hundred listeners who have to listen to me making awful squawking noises right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do plan to listen to this podcast just so I can make some noises and irritate you, make your guys' ears bleed. Okay, anyways, um, here's another Reddit post for us. Uh, this comes to, oh, the user's deleted. This dude, like, deleted everything. Oh, my gosh. This guy, like, rethought his life and decided to end it. By user deleted uh, four hours ago. Maybe it was a bot. Uh, the comments are pretty rough. Uh, a game crashed as I was about to win, and it counted as a defeat. What do I do? And he went on to say, I remember this post because I was looking at it. It's deleted now. Uh, but it originally used to say that he had his Rams ready to go. He's going to go and push and then his game crashed. What does he do? Uh, oh man, they're, they're slandering call him an admin for the tournament. <laughs> I think it was just a normal ranked match game. I think it was no, just a ranked match, but yeah, yeah. Call him an admin. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone in the comment section is being a little, they're not being very reassuring. Well, the comments are kind of just being like, just, just move on question mark. Uh, right. Take it as a man. It is what it is, bro. Fair enough. <laughs> He said, think, somebody say, cry, 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 get real mad, smash your keyboard. <laughs> I think crazy. he did decide what to do, and it was to delete uh, his uh, just, uh, post just, account. Yeah, just, just <laughs> go, uh, cr- go dark. Uh, yeah, go dark. I can imagine he just took his computer out, and like, you know, that, that is seen in uh, Parks and Recreation where Ron Swanson takes his computer out and just chucks it in the bin. <laughs> he might he might listen uh, to that yeah. one guy just throws it through <laughs> throws the window it straight through into the then into the dumpster yeah he might just smash everything in his room listens to that one guy and uh yeah he's no longer <laughs> with us no longer with us 
I love that someone took the time to put that into Reddit, thinking they'd get like, what, what were they expecting their response to be? Yeah, that is, that is the question. What do you think was going to happen here? Oh, there, yeah. there are a lot of Reddit posts I realized like that. They're asking questions. We're like, dude, I don't know. Karma farming. <laughs> karma like, farming. My, my, my girlfriend came what? in my room and told me to get off the game. What should I do, guys? We're like, it's the game or the I girl? Mean, you got to pick the game. The real bros, exactly. man. Saturday night is for the boys. <laughs> exactly. We're like, I don't really know, man. Tell you the truth. Um, here's another post that's actually really, this is actually an interesting discussion. I actually do want to kind of talk about a little bit. Uh, this is shout out to user John198777. Uh, does anyone else think that the standard in ranked games has increased a lot? I, I used to be gold one. And after a break, I went down to silver one. I had to add elements to my game that I never had before just to get back to gold one. There are some surprisingly skillful people down in silver, which might sound ridiculous to some. Some of the differences was obviously just me being rusty, but not all. I 100% agree. I 100% agree with him. Most definitely. I think everyone is just evolving. I think like silver is not, well, I think everything has moved up a notch. Like maybe silver was the new gold. I don't know. Cause I had the same thing. I last season four, I got placed in silver too. So I'm like, let me just brush through this really quick. <laughs> and then I was like, Hey, hey now nah, what's going on here? Like they're like doing stuff that I know silver players traditionally do not do. I think people are just playing the game. They just, people just have way more game knowledge. If you stuck with the game since the start, even if you're silver, you still have, more game knowledge. No, not, I don't think it's as many new, new, new players as we Most of the comments either agree yeah. with your opinions or Neville's that people have just gotten better at the game across the board. Uh, someone says that they think it's just Smurfs, um, which I wonder how much that affects things. Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't no, know there's that so many Smurfs. My, my thing is, well, they're looking at Silver 1 versus like where they used to be in Gold 1. At one, what point in the season were they? when they were gold one because the ranks for this game are all over the place. Yeah. Like yeah. silver gold really doesn't mean much except for your hidden yellow. Like yeah. that actually matters. So at the start of a new season, uh, if you go like four and one and have a low, uh, hidden elo, like even if you were like plat one, you could be put into silver too. This happens to, this happened to me it, this season. Oh, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, and I'm, slowly battling my way back up i haven't been playing as often and frequently as i have been in past seasons but like i've been like geez like i, I win a game and i get like 50 points but i'm like i have to be it's, it's interesting how far back it put me down so i'm wondering if that's kind of why I, I think some of what what this guy's getting at may be due to just being placed in silver one uh at the start of this new season but he's still playing against people around his yeah, actual gold. skill mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think that could be contributing to this. Yeah, I believe that so too. Because like even me, when I went to silver, what two? I was still getting gold threes. I even got a plat. I was like, "What is what?" So like, I think yeah, there's like a little bit of hidden uh, MMR that has to do with that. That like, even though your rank is saying one thing, that really doesn't re like reflect your skill level. And I mean, uh, also, if you take a break, like you do get rusty. Yeah. Oh, oh I feel like one hundred percent. More than like a week break, because like you can take a week break, come back, feel refreshed. You get mm. past all your bad habits. You can focus in on the game. But if you take like a three week break, mm. you are I coming behind yeah. from so much. I can uh, basically not play this game anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel it. I feel it. Like having a kid the last month or two. I every time I come back, I'm like, man, like I show like signs of the muscle memory. Like I, and I, and I, I, I've been trying to at least get a game in a couple games in a week just to kind of keep up with things, yeah. and, you know, kind of got to keep up. I haven't, I mean, I've got a lot of big things that happen in my life. You guys are well aware. 
But like, of course, goodness, like, yeah, it's trying to keep up. I feel like, man, my skill level is like dropping. I really am. Like, I, I like to say I'm a plat player. I'm probably more of a gold player right now. I just need to sit down. If I were to yeah. grind it up, I'm sure I'd get to diamond. I just need to get the time to do that. You know, I just need to actually refine my skills a bit more. Yeah, RCS is like drinking. It's like if you drink all the time, I like drink. them both. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're great. Oh yeah, they're all. They're both exactly. They're both excellent. Exactly, you're, they're both excellent. Exactly, <laughs> they're both excellent. But yeah, if you drink a lot and you build your tolerance up, you know you probably have a couple brews of the boys, and you be kind of hanging out, and then you don't drink for a year, or you know you don't drink for a long mm-hmm. period of time, and come back two beers, you're like, wait a minute, uh, something's not happening. Something's not right here. Back uh, to the yeah, exactly. I'm back to the silver. I got D ranked here. I got I can hang with the boys no more. I got D ranked. Bill, Bill, what's you know, your Bill, what's your drinking rank right now? <laughs> My drinking rank. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd say flat two, flat two, conqueror <laughs> one. <laughs> I'd say, hey, I'd say it moves with my own like AOE four <laughs> rank. <laughs> when he when he starts having a really bad time, he starts binge drinking. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, that'd be Bill. I know. I, I, I think with that, I want to hear you ever come over and be like, "Yeah, I'm con three drinking." I'm like, "Hey man, man, we made the time lay off a little bit. Now. I'm con three now, boys. I don't know. I'm I'm ripped now. I'm like, ah, oh, no. It's, Bill, it's, Bill's it's throwing up his guts in the toilet. <laughs> oh man, you know, it is interesting though. It seems there is a uh, a inverse relationship between how good you are at drinking and how good you are AOE. Because if you're, mm. you know, a conk drinker, you might be a silver aoe I mean, hey, uh, I'm, un- I'm unranked wow. in drinking, so I'm unranked. But, you know, my, my in still, game, still doing I'm placements. Good. Yeah, I haven't done my oh, placements yeah. yet, you know. I'm going to I'm go gold three. I'm going to go gold three. <laughs> I mean, gold I'm going to go gold two, gold three. To be three. fair, my uh, team ranked is higher than my solo rank. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, that's way different. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're right. That's actually two different placements. Yep. Yeah, so if you ever reach Kong 3 uh, solo, dude, then uh, you, we, we can talk, man. I we've promise got, you. We've got care. Bully Beal. We've got like uh, so Part Time Beal. Now we've got now we've got Party Beal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever get uh, if you ever get solo Kong 3 and drinking, please That's let great. me know. Reach out, reach out, Bill. Reach out. I will, I'm here for you, man. After being in a tournament. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for real. All righty, guys. I've got another one here. This one comes from Skillard7. Uh, and this is another interesting... Uh, this is actually a kind of a cool post I do want to talk about. Uh, this is a bit of a long wind, so buckle up here. Um, he's saying, gold to diamond in 15, about 15 games with one simple change. This sounds like a like a, oh, like gosh. a magazine thing. Uh, I've, seen this, I've seen this on Twitter. Hold on. Uh, he says, don't underestimate fatigue. So for a long time, I was hard stuck at gold three slash plat one. Join the club. Uh, I felt like every time I'd play, I couldn't keep up with everything I needed to be doing. I'd idle my TC, respond slowly to raids, forget to do crucial things, etc. Once the game would end, I'd know exactly why I lost, and I'd just mauled over why I didn't think of it at the time. I blamed APM. <laughs> for being hard struck, but that was a simplification of the issue. My APM was fine. The reality was my mind was in the wrong place. I had a routine, I had a routine of playing AoE 4 after work when I had was already exhausted, I would and would struggle to focus on the cat at ooh, sorry and would f- struggle to focus as the caffeine from the morning wears off. So I changed things up. I decided to see how I do if I only played ranked after I'm well rested and after drinking coffee or energy drinks. Oh man. And the difference was massive. I am much faster at inputting actions, don't space it out in the middle of games, and don't forget basic things I need to do like make villagers or get upgrades. Games suddenly felt substantially easier, and I raced towards diamond with a 70% win rate. Wow. 
to see if I was getting oh, wow. uh, just improving or if this was actually mattered. I'd play on my Smurf or quick play when I was tired to see how I do. And then the difference is staggering. I find high gold, low plat games more challenging when I'm tired than diamond to low conk games when I'm alert. Maybe this is me stating the obvious, but if you feel like you're struggling to keep up with the game's pace, but want to climb, consider when you're playing. Limiting ranked to when you're alert can help the difference, make be the difference that gets you the extra 200 ELO. AOE seems to command a lot more energy and focus than other competitive games. This is hilarious to me. This is hilarious to me. This This guy is my first thought. My first thought was just use performance enhancing drugs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I was going to say, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just give a title gold to diamond in 15 games and one simple change as opposed to prescription for Adderall. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a way better post. Yeah. Uh, this guy just figured Dude, out that he's send better at things. that to, to, to spam that for the next Rising Empire oh, troll post. That, is, that is so funny to me because it, I feel like this guy just discovered that he's better at things when he's not tired. And I'm like, that's kind of goes across everything in life, man. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, this can be applied to everything. I don't, I don't think anybody ever underestimates fatigue. Like, I think people know that when you're tired, things are a little more rough. Ask me to do anything when I'm tired, opposed to being wide awake. But going from uh, gold to diamond, that's a pretty substantial. In 15 games, uh, I mean, I need to see receipts. I need to see receipts. I gotta well, see he could have just placed, done his placements, was yeah. put gold three, and then was normally like a diamond two player. Yeah, yeah, that's came all the way back. Because but, like, that's a substantial jump in skill. Yeah, I, there is a point to it, though. Um, yeah, there's a point. I agree. So yeah. I, I work an office job, and I know sometimes if I come home and play, like my mind is so tired from sitting at a mm-hmm. computer all day that to try to focus on Age of Empires after I've been looking at like spreadsheets and stuff at work uh, is yeah. really detrimental. Um, no doubt. I've I've been on my best win streaks after like you go to the gym. Uh, you get rid of the mental exhaustion, you get a little bit of the physical exhaustion, but you also get that natural energy boost mm. coming out of the gym. Um, I've, I've played games with like the clearest mindset after working out. Mm. I highly yeah. recommend it. If I have had a recommendation for anybody who's struggling to level up, uh, Adderall. Yeah. Like full on though, full on. I like, I feel like I, I do want to wonder, I, I, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to point out and like just blindly accuse people of doing this. But if we were to name a percentage of pros that use Adderall only to improve their performance, what do you guys think that percentage would be? I would say zero. 30 and 50. That was 30. a lot of numbers. Caleb said zero. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, so when when you play a game professionally uh where it's like legitimately your life the way your brain structure works is different um as far as the way your your wires connect and the way the thoughts and the analyzes and the and the the, the you know watching replays those things just connect different uh I've kind of been talking to my wife about some of this stuff a little bit how uh in order to be able to kind of hit that level, you need to first learn how to change the way your brain functions. And then you can work on the skills and the other things. Um, Day nine, one of my favorite streamers and I watch YouTube stuff from all the time. He calls it, it's vaguely related to this called the mental model of a game where it's uh, kind of the concept of the game. What is the game trying to get you to do? And those kind of things. 
And it's like that to like the 10th fold for a professional in a game. And I mean, they might use things uh, to like, you know, if they're tired or they're grinding on a tournament or something. But I don't think in general, Marine Lords, you know, relying on Adderall to keep them at the top. Um, yeah. And, and I don't uh, like point to guys and speculate if they do or don't. But like I have heard some tales of like maybe not for Age of Empires, but like other like FPS shooter competitive games of like guys who just do use Adderall to like help them basically be a performance enhancing drug to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to know because like obviously like it's hard to know how true or deep that could go. Um, but obviously we see it in real sports all the time, right? Like that's a big real right. issue in sports. I would imagine mm-hmm. if there's money on the line, especially if there's enough money to have like a living, like a really good living on the line. I could imagine some younger guys, especially getting on something like that, thinking it gives them the edge. I don't know. That's, that's a, it's, it's kind of a dark turn Maybe, to think about. I, I do want to see, I do want to see the Barry Bonds of Age of Empires. Oh my God. I was just going <laughs> to say Barry Bonds. I was just yeah. going to say Barry Bonds. Honestly and truly, we're in somewhere a really hot take. And this is kind of like, you know, this is, uh, this is on sports and any, any type of thing that, that require performance. I have a really hot, I'm, okay, I guess I'm the hot take guy now. I guess, okay. I don't understand why it's not allowed. Man, I would love to see. Okay, I am a consumer, so I don't. I would love to see NFL or any of these consumer. Am I? Am I hearing? Am I hearing? Am I hearing late stage capitalism? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much like. Listen, I am. Listen, if you ask me right now, if I would like to watch baseball players and they're all on steroids that'd be amazing for me as a consumer like i'd be like yeah <laughs> everybody was cracked yeah, out on steroids if it was illegal that'd be i'm like yo that'd be dope like like and then like you know even like i'm i, I mean even though you think that's zero i believe that you know i believe not even just aoe like a lot of i was seeing a lot of pro gamers like the only drug they really can use like the steroids of pro gaming would be adderall and like if they were on Adderall, I don't see why I would care. I don't take Adderall, but I'm like, dude, that makes you the best you could possibly be. Top at your game. I hope you have no really like we like you know any you know conflicts down the line with your life. But uh, I'm here to watch you do something that I can't do, and you're doing it at your top peak performance. I agree. Like I am like 100 percent in the minority of let it all go. Let's see who find the best. Let's see somebody go to like Jamaica and find some type of drug that makes them be able to fly on the court. Like I'm ready to see it all, <laughs> uh, but that's just my that is a hot take, and that is a minority yeah. Opinion. I, I, I definitely <laughs> I I can understand the opinion. I genuinely can understand where that comes from, and I and I and there's a, I think there is a validity to it. Like, hey, if there a lot of guys are doing it anyways, why don't we just put them in their own league and just see what can happen? Like, let's like, what can oh, the man, human do awesome. with X amount? But I, then there's that'd other part awesome. of me that's that's more maybe more down to earth, kind of just like you know that to me that kind of ruins it. Because I okay, want to see someone who could, I, I, I am, like you said, you don't do it either. I, I would never do something like that to whether mm-hmm. it be like, whether it be uh, steroids or if, as an athlete or Adderall or whatever performance enhancing things. I mean, obviously caffeine maybe could be considered that, but like, I, I mean, outside of like just good nutrition and stuff, I just, to me that like, if you had to take a drug or physically alter your body by very, very external, unnatural, maybe even I'll use this kind of, this is the wrong word, but like unnatural, maybe synthetic means. That's probably a better word, synthetic ways of amplifying what you are. That to me ruins it because I want to see the best of the best of what I could put that because I want to be able to say I could do it too. Not I know I won't be able to, but for me, knowing that that guy is no different than me, we put our pants on one leg at a time 
if I were to be as dedicated, I could do it too, potentially. That kind of, maybe that's a romantic way of looking at it to me. But that uh, not be like those guys like who do like do steroids. It's like, oh, well, they're they're cheating. No normal human could do that. This is beyond your average troop. Like, I don't know. It's it's I mean, that's it's tale as old as time as far as like the the uh, performance enhancing drugs of sports goes. Yeah, well, we, we so I, I agree. Days, but I agree. With, I agree with you're saying 100 percent. Like, you know, as far as, you know, you want it to be like, you know, organic, like, you know, see that it's raw as form. But how I look at it now, it'd be one thing if I could take. Uh, a drug, and then I was just as good as those athletes. These athletes are already amazing. That's true. And I'll they're that. getting better. They're just not like, see, like, they were like, they just were like some, like, you know, just never play baseball, and then they take a drug, and they're like knocking them out like Barry Bonds. Then I'd be like, this is just, no, nah, this isn't right. Yeah. But these dudes are Barry already. Bonds without like, the drugs would still be exactly, pretty dang good. He's yeah. pretty good. He'd be pretty good still. <laughs> like, so I'm saying, like, these are already like freaking Greek gods, and now they're just getting a drug that makes them Greek Greek gods, like Greek godder godders. I don't know what you want to call them. Godder uh, godders. Yeah, godder godders. <laughs> they're, they're, they're more gods. Uh, yeah, I'm down for it. I guess but it comes down to uh, having, I mean, it has to be, I think it's the expectations would be if it was open yeah. to anyone then it'd be okay. But if the default is no, that's not okay. Then everyone should abide by that. Yeah, I agree. So you're just, you're just a good guy and I'm a scumbag. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just the difference right there. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I, I, my, my, my own, my old man used to be like, you know, it'd be like, put all the guys who did drugs in their own league. He used to say like, just give them their separate that's league and just be like, here's the awesome. real human league. And here's the, the, we're just going to synthesize and make a cyborg and make him do like, crazy crap and just go is for it, it i feel like this is like now a, a cyberpunk game <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. you know what's crazy though if they did do that in another league where everybody used steroids in that league everyone would just watch that league so unfortunate man <laughs> it oh. is but no one's watching those nerds and running they're like oh that guy's we're getting all just, tired of consumers man we've all <laughs> fallen prey to, to, to shoot a missile oh this guy's getting tired what a nerd i'm watching guy we were running up <laughs> 30 miles per hour <laughs> yeah oh, yeah man. so let's come back though don't listen to me <laughs> there was a i want to stay on this for half a more second there was a board game that me and my brother got i forget what it was called but it was basically the little action figures with a football Mm. And they were all like crazy cyborg people. Like one could like teleport and one was like a, like a literal tank. And like, it was, it was pretty cool. And it was basically that. And with like pseudo football. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was pretty cool. There you go. See, uh, there you go. You're right. They're diving <laughs> into it. It's just the way to go. Let it, let it it's all. It's just the way to go. <laughs> let it all. Let oh, it. I, can't wait. I don't want my kids who are in high school, are going to be in high school one day to be taking steroids just so they can keep up. Oh, that's so, dy- that's so oh, dystopian. Oh, no, dude, that's so dystopian. Dude, by, dude, by the time you're children, you're a man, the steroids it's gonna be so perfected. It's just gonna make us gonna be more. They're gonna be fine after. I don't want to live on this planet too. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, this is another one. Uh, this kind of follows up with the last post. I saw these posts not too far apart as I was scrolling through, and I thought this was a fun follow-up post to go with what we just talked about. How many games before you feel fatigue to the point in which it affects your decision making? Mm, this is a good one. It depends. Uh, a fifty-minute to like an over an hour game is going to make me feel way more fatigued than playing five 20 minute games in a row. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Yeah. 100%. 
So like I think it, it can just take one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, it could be one. One that game too. Like, Jesus. Well, honestly, if, if you lose a really bad game, or if you play, you feel like you were playing well, but then you lose and you just get discouraged. And mentally, like, it depends on a lot of other factors. I, I've had days where I play one game and just was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go play baseball instead. This sucked. I actually did that. I had a. I played on Volcanic Island again. Against well, China again, right against China again, and uh, I might have mentioned this a week or two ago as well. But uh, I was playing a different Civ. I think it was might have been HRE, and I just, uh, I just got beat again. <laughs> it was so frustrating. I, and I knew because I that was my extra sheep. I think last one as last uh, episode, my extra sheep was doing dealing with them, and uh, went for HRE this time to try and change it up, and they Let's basically go. did the same thing. They they beat me still. I was and I was so frustrated. I just couldn't get ahead. I just felt like I was taking bad fights. They turtled up like they always do, and it just it just ah, wasn't a good game. What and I, and I, and I, I played the one, and I was one and done that day. You know, I was gonna like play, and I was gonna that was gonna be my only thing. I streamed that day, and instead, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go play baseball instead because I just was so kind of. I'd been a while since I played consistently, and I'm trying to get back into Age Empires a little bit more again. And I just kind of was like, I, I this wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for once, and I had to say, you know, that's okay. I'm just gonna give it a little break and come back later. China wasn't the problem. You're playing that still trash map. I think Volcanic it was both. I, I, I'd you love to play. I want to play Volcanic Island against a Civ that's not China, but I keep going against. I'm two for two now on that, and I'm just like pulling my hair out. Like, ah, I don't know what to do about that. Uh, Volcanic Island is just such a confusing map. I just don't understand it still. It's it plays like a oh, Golden good. Heights mixed with uh, Golden Heights is great. Golden Heights. It, is well, it's one got of my like it's got map. like the water. It's got like the water of like Golden Heights mixed with. Uh, like a hideout scenario where the water's not central, yeah. but you can't not play it either. It's weird. It's Gold. very weird. Is it between Golden Heights and Volcanic Island? Golden Heights is a great map, and Volcanic Island is just, I don't know what they're doing there. So I'm still, <laughs> still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's I think it's because it's a hybrid map, but the water isn't, it's not a normal water map. And so you end up, you can't yeah. ignore it though. So every time I, I yeah. have my opponents taken a little bit of water and gotten an edge out of it, I, I, I don't yeah. I haven't cracked that one yet. I haven't I need to do a deeper dive into how to win on that map. Or, or, or just ban it. Or good. just ban it. Or just forget about it. Come on. <laughs> or just, exactly, just, just let the developers know why do you do this? And uh, yeah, just get it out of here. Get it out of here. All right. Another post. We've got I got a lot of posts today. Uh, this one's uh, just a picture of uh, this guy. It says doesn't get any. Uh, it's just a Skillard. Skillard 7 was on a posting frenzy. Uh, his post was this as well. It says, it doesn't get any unluckier than this. I fought so hard this game thinking I'd rank up. Uh, and he's like, oh. lost streak incoming. He is at rank oh. platinum three. And he's at ELO of 1199. He just got oh, 25 man. points for a game. Is one point away from that beautiful diamond threshold. My friend, wow. Skillard, if yeah. you're listening... We feel so bad for you, man. I have done this. I yeah. have done this. I've seen it, Sock. I've seen yeah. that this happened to you before. I it's was there so when you were about deflating. to go flat. You had one, you got one game. Yeah. Oh, it was theory, because they always give you a random amount between like 23 to 26, 27. If you're playing like an equal uh, uh-huh. opponent. Like, I feel it might just be like confirmation bias in my brain, but I feel like I've ended up like between one and four points away from ranking up so many times, especially from gold three to platinum one, like yeah, way back the big, in the big one. Yeah. Like I'd always be like three points away and then lose a bunch. So you it's think that 
they don't want you to win on purpose. They don't want you to win. Okay. They're going to keep you like Notice. one or two points below that line. <laughs> your only option is you can't not play another game right here, right? You have to play yeah. another game. You're right mm-hmm. there. And I'm not t- I, I remember when I did this, I actually, I think I, did I play a game that night or I don't remember. I was streaming it. I think so. Neville saw me do it, but like I literally like, I think I, I, my next I game, that. I did win. I did win my next game. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Like I got into the, I was like the special to gold three and plat one. And I was just, I was okay. really gunning to get into plat as this time around. And I, I did get there and I was so, I was so worried going in and actually it was a great game. It was one of those games where you win in feudal and you just know you've won. And it's just a matter yep. of, you know, procedure at that point. Uh, I think it was on the pit too. I think it was like an English Russian. I just was playing some, I was playing some good game. I was playing a really really fine game at that point where I was just feeling it. My micro was good. My macro was on point. Uh, everything just kind of lined up, got lots of sheep. Uh, but yeah, that when you're one point away. No, it's rough. Gosh, it's so rough, dude. That's yeah, it's rough. So deflating. I uh, think that this is a good time as a, as a PSA. Uh, it's not about your rank. It's about individual improvement over time. Yeah. So don't be discouraged. Gillard, uh, you know, if you're out there listening, this it's it feels bad. You want to get that diamond. You want to get that. You know, you have that goal. But um, ultimately, it's about long term improvement over short term benchmarks. Well, Caleb, that hurts my feelings because I've been stuck at gold three plat one for like six months. (laughs) (laughs) I I think uh, I think it's just like the pressure. Just the pressure gets to you really heavy with this. Yeah. It just, it's like, I, I try myself, I try so hard to tell myself the same thing. And Kayla, what you're saying is honestly a beautiful message. But the pressure of it, it you don't, you, you want to just think, well, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just getting better. I'm just, it's all good. It doesn't matter. But that rank just shines bright in your face. It feels like, and this, oh, is, this is a really bad, this is a really bad comparison, but it feels like when you're in high school, like in your junior year, your hardest year, uh, before you go into the fun senior year and you're trying to get good grades. And then the teacher says, remember everyone, it's not about the grade. And you're like, screw you. Yes, it is. I need the grades yeah. to go to college. Like they will look at this grade. I need the grade. It's not about the grade. No, it's about the dang grade. I wish it wasn't, but that totally is how our system exactly. in life has been set up. Right? So true. Now, obviously yes. that's not a true equivalent because this doesn't have real life implications unless you're like beastie or something, which. Hey, whoa. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> whether or not you make it to diamond or plat three literally will have no impact on your life besides, oh, hey, I've got a bluer looking symbol on my my game on, now. Bluer. I got plat. I don't know. I'm last season. Uh, I mean, I, I'm very really proud of you, Bill. But like, but like, it. that's not going to impact how much money you make in your career or what college you go it to. Might, you don't know. What, if, what if in the exactly. future yeah, they give you pay based off of your AOE four rank? You never oh, know. Gosh, I'm screwed. Side. Sock, um, on my resume, I have my AOE rank. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> I don't know what world you're living in, dude. I've uh, yeah, everybody gotta know about this. This has got me my job, dude. Oh, God, it's like that, funny. It's like that cafe in Korea that gives you discounts based exactly. off your League of Legends. Yeah, dude. Do they really? Sock is that real? Yep. Oh yeah. my yeah. gosh. That's crazy. That's great. <laughs> okay, you know what? My comparison was valid, guys. It is exactly <laughs> like school. The grades matter. <laughs> and, and I think too about rank. Listen, like I really want to. Like I tell myself all the time, rank does not matter in this game, and that's I'm lying to myself. 
Because literally, people <laughs> will literally, listen, like people will literally like you. But hey, you guys run a team game? Like, yeah, man, you know we're here. And you're like, yeah, but, oh, what's your elo? You're like, oh, I'm a uh, nine twenty five. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, what happened was, oh, we only can get a three. <laughs> like, it's like ah. Uh, that reminds me of like that, that Toy Story <laughs> meme, like, oh, you're broken. I don't want to exactly. play with you anymore. Exactly. Yeah, like, let's not, let's not lie. We have, uh, we have social statuses in this community. <laughs> we have yeah, a hierarchy. There's a caste system. There's a caste system, exactly. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah, I want a uh, 1v1 practice. And they're like, oh, yeah, what's your ELO? You're like, yeah, I'm 900. They're like, oh, they might have responded. You might get left on red. <laughs> like oh okay uh, that okay. makes me a people's champion then because i am a pleb through and through i am the champion of us plebs we oh, we, yeah. we many we are the many fighting against the few we exactly. have been set against each other by our evil corporate overlords we are the ones who i'm overusing that effect way too much i'm sorry i'm just having way too much fun with it though that's a great that's a great effect <laughs> okay we you're like persia versus the 300 right exactly exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah, the 300 didn't they win Yes. Ooh, the person's one. Yeah. Numbers, man. Numbers. <laughs> Anything is possible one? if you have an infinite supply of slave labor. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. There you go. You're right. Slave labor. You're right. That's just listen, it just it's unfortunate, but rank does account for something in this game. Like yeah. it's you it's it's pressure. Like you want to be that's the really the whole reason why this game is a lifespan. Just get the highest rank. Like that I mean, is literally the fact to me, it's it, my fault to ranked players. I haven't seen Beastie make a uh, I'm fighting 15 bronze players at one time video yet. So true. true. <laughs> honestly, that would be amazing. It's uh, honestly, <laughs> it's I, I think a game like that can work. I, I was, I did this, uh, I just my extra sheep a little while ago, a couple, like a month or two ago, I was playing against my wife, my brother-in-law and we had some computer players and they, they're all like really low, like intermediate on a one V one. I'd smoke each and every single one of them. But when you have the pop cap and the fact they can all just like rush you in feudal age, uh, the, you'd have to have like a, bigger population i'd be curious to see if like a beastie cutie with like three tcs versus like five guys and if he had like mm-hmm. a much bigger cap pop cap than everyone else did then then you're just dividing oh, apm right you're dividing apm and resource management and seeing can he just handle a bigger workload and that'd oh, be actually win. really interesting I, I, I think you would win i think it would be more right. balanced than we think if we can get that at what point i mean there's a point there's a point right where eventually it would balance out there's a perfect equilibrium somewhere Right. Where you get just yeah. enough guys versus BC with just enough, uh, like where it's fair, like yeah. a fair game where he could theoretically win easily because he has a big enough pop space, whatever. But mm-hmm. enough guys where it'd be a balanced match. And I would pay money to see that if you could oh, find a way to do it. And then we give him Adderall and do it again. Exactly. Genuinely, though, like imagine a series where a group of guys and beastie went at it and they like did like a five game series and it ended up being like three to two beastie. Wouldn't that be a thrilling game to watch? Right. Yeah, like where he loses I mean, once or twice, but then he wins a couple like, and it's down to the wire like that. Even like, that's the kind of content that I think would genuinely draw in some people I, to see. I mean, he's had content down his channel. He's done like one V fours and one V threes against like platinum players. And uh, yeah, he's won. He's won. Yeah, but like, right, eventually like, like, it's got to even out. Like, when does it get oh, even? Course, you know, yeah, like course, obviously yeah. he's, he's good enough that that's still an easy game for him. But like, dude, like Beastie's kind of like a outlier. He's kind of a freak of nature a little bit because this dude literally has like had challenges where like he's played like top 100 players and they had and he allowed them to have the whole map revealed on their mm-hmm. end and he still won. Like it's, it's like it's he's he's low. He's a little bit next level. 
it's just like, and then that, that just shows you like, rank, and rank also does, really does reflect skill. Like, I mean, have you guys ever actually played a legitimate bronze player? Yes. Yes. And I like my, 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 I went to my brother's house and he never placed any rank and he plays bronze legitimately. And I like went to his house. I'm like, let me play a game on your computer. And I played a bronze player. They love spears. They love French. They love making spears. They make spears. <laughs> I've never seen French so many French spears in my life. It's like they never age up. They just make a bunch of spears, and you're just like, what? You just you don't even need like it. Just like don't matter where you're playing as, you can play as English. They'll make spears. They'll make spears. So like that's all they need. Spears. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's different. It's different. So like rank does matter. It's terrible. It's it, I wish I could. It'd be different, but. Fine, I'll recant. I oh, lied to everybody. None of it was true. I, I, that was my point. No, you know, Man, you, we are... you, have a great, you have a great message, though. That's it. If you if you can adopt that mental space that you have, Caleb, you're good. You do enjoy the game through and through. I don't know what happened in Sir Neville's life. Except he's like living I a dystopian so. life where like he's, he's full. <laughs> he is like fully awoken. He is fully like rose colored glasses off. Give, everyone's open, so we might as well do it. You know, like rank does matter. Like <laughs> there is no Easter is bunny. I took the blue pill. I took the blue. I tell you, I'm in the listen to right now, boys. I have broken out. Listen, I'm the, the Andrew Tate of our AOE. I'm, oh, I'm broken out. Oh, of oh, oh here we go. Oh, I shouldn't have brought that name up. Let me get, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. But, not, but I'm scared. But yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, it is. Uh, I have a, uh, you know, I just, I just feel like, yeah, just this is how it works. It's ranked. Yeah. We, I, I say it all the time where I think I want to, I want to adopt the mindset. Like, just enjoy the game. Who cares about your rank? And if you can do that, you you will enjoy the game more thoroughly, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But also, like, it just it's a competitive game. So, like, you know, rank, like, you know, people will look at you. You will not get invited to the cool kids table. <laughs> you will if be shamed. You will be. Yeah, you will be. <laughs> there is a caste system. You will be looked at differently if you come into a lobby. Like, I'm ready to go crazy, and you're like, go too. They'll be like, okay, good for you. Like, <laughs> Settle down there. Settle down there now. Chihuahua like, barking in the Saint Bernard. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, I got another one. This one, actually, shout out to Obi-Wan Kevinobi. I think we should recognize oh, this name. My boy. Uh, shout out to him and his uh, excellent performances in Rising Empires. He is a mainstay that I've seen there, and I love the name, actually. Really great. Uh, he posted this. Uh, he says, how to go about water on Golden Heights? I think this is a pretty good question for this group of panel we have here. I know all of us are big fans of the map. Uh, he says, the meta on Golden Heights seems to be more complicated than other hybrid maps due to the water being far from both players. Uh, this is why I think the map is so good. First of all, uh, the open the opponent can con, uh, contest dock, especially English with their short bows, Mongols with the tower rushing, and to some degree Chinese with boosted spear production. Uh, what are good ways to approach it if you want to go dock without taking too much risk? Uh, bringing in multiple villagers? Question mark. Going early barracks, or is simply just too risky to go dock blind against certain sieves? Uh, the last one, I believe, is the correct answer. Uh, it, depending on what sieve you are, if you don't have the same capabilities or similar capabilities to protect it as they do to attack it, i.e. English, you know, if you are somebody against English and you only have a villager out there, you're, you're in trouble. If you're, you know, you can't beat the Mongols with their tower out there, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's really, really matchup dependent on when you go. And I think that it's, uh, it depends on what sieve you have and, and, you know, is that food spike going to pay off well enough or, or are you somebody like the Ottomans who, you know, it's helpful for everybody, but 
is it better for Ottomans to just not do it and take the risk? You know what I mean? Well, maybe you can Compared punish to, them for it too. You know, if they invest too much yeah. into it, then you destroy the docks exactly. or something. I mean, yeah, there's, there, I like that. I think this is why Golden Heights is such a good map because the timing very much matters. Uh, the water isn't uh, win it or you lose. You could go, not go water and win on this map. Mm-hmm. You just have okay. to have a game plan for it. And as long as your game yes. plan is solid and the Civ matchup is right, it can happen. You know, it's, it's, and I think scouting becomes a really important factor of this too. Uh, yes. I, I, I do think because there is a long walk, you do have to know and decide fairly quickly if you're going to go fast dock or not. Uh, so that is going to be very, like you said, Caleb, a uh, uh, Civ matchup, matchup dependent. dependent. But then beyond that, you got to be very keenly aware of what your opponent's doing. And if they're going dock as well, how are you going to respond to that? Uh, if your mm-hmm. feudal timing's faster than them and you both go dock, uh, you get that extra sprinkled ship, et cetera, out faster. That makes a big difference, you know, like, uh, are you going to go two docks? I mean, there's, there's so much that goes into this. Um, and obviously we could, we could spend a whole episode, I think, just talking about yeah. every single matchup and what you should or should not do in what situation. Uh, I, I cannot tell everyone all the ways in which they could err, right? Uh, but yeah. I, I definitely think that there are some good thoughts. I think the matchup matters. And I, th- I think you just have to have a game plan, right? You have to understand what your game plan is and how it could vary. I mean, so like, I think I think you hit the uh, hair on the nail right there for sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing there is just scout. Like this map, like you really do. Like you have to like if you see if you scout. First of all, like you you are this map's a little different because you're very close to your enemy TC. Like you're very like you can literally be over his base in like no not very uh, short amount of time. And then like you know you can get a, a glimpse like see if he has he's a villager going out. Or, you know, or just check and see, like, for against the Mongols, if they're building an Ubu with, like, stables, then that knows, okay, that's telling you, okay, let's go the early barracks. Or, you know, let's uh, let me bring a couple more villagers because he's sending two villagers over. And I use that scout to just kind of patrol that water line to, like, because me, this season I play Golden Heights. For some reason, I'm getting Golden Heights the most on any map I get anywhere. So I play a lot of Golden I, I I play Mongols on Golden Heights, and I played English a lot on Golden Heights. And... It is my favorite map because it is, like you said, it's very dynamic. You don't even have to go water, but you will be at disadvantage if you lose water. It's enough deep sea fish in that water to where if you let your opponent have it, it will they will tip the scale heavy in their favor. So you gotta just scout. You gotta just know what they're doing. Like if you don't if you don't see them going for it, then you can just send one veil, build in the corner and just fish away. But most likely once you get to like gold plat level, everyone's gonna go for that water. So now you got to scout and see how hard they're going for it and what they're willing to lose to get it. And like you just, it just, it's, it's a very dynamic map, which I believe why I got added to the rank pool because it, it's good. It's a good map. Beal, I got a question for you, man. If you're playing Ottomans on this, or first of all, would you ever play Ottomans on this map? And uh, would you go for the dock? So I haven't uh, played Ottomans yet. I typically switch to Avicid, although I don't think they're terribly strong on golden heights so i might play a off medicine like auto next time i next time i roll it um and i think the play there dark age military school barracks get some spears out and just harass whoever is uh down at the water um just Mm -hmm. deny the docks initially and have your opponent invest so much into wood that uh, you're able to transition from spears into feudal age and then play on land or maybe dock up maybe mid feudal when you've actually like 
got control of that corner of the map. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Sense. Well, there you have it. Anyone who's listening who's an Ottomans player, uh, there you go. That sounds that sounds like a brutal uh, fight. I'd hate to go against that. Yeah, uh, I haven't tried it out yet, um, but I should. But he'll be yeah, dropping I, a, a YouTube build order soon, so keep your eyes yeah, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You should, you should. That'd be good. That'd be good. All right, I've got two more posts. Uh, and they're both funny ones on Reddit. And then we will take a quick break and get to our main discussion topic. Uh, this one is uh, courtesy of Ryan Palman from two days ago. It is titled Knights. The question is, <laughs> how would you counter, say, 80 knights? I love this. Don't let them mm-hmm. get 80 knights. <laughs> Answer one, yeah, don't crazy. let them get 80 knights. Answer two, <laughs> uh, like 160 spears or 81 knights. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> eighty-one nights, pretty good. I mean, uh, honestly, you got maybe spears, and crossbow if they're going only knights. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, I mean, Ottoman player throwing down janissaries, like mm. janissaries, oh, yeah, yeah. of course, uh, right. some spears and some men at arms or something to soak up. Maybe sapahi to just create a front line for the janissaries. Well, I gotta say, eighty camel riders. Uh, say, I don't think you'd need yeah. eighty. Actually, I think you'd only need like sixty-five to take down eighty or less yeah. I mean, with the hard counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah cam- camel riders. Why would you ever want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that night, that person would be baiting you to make eighty camel riders. They're like goofy. I got this. They're like, oh, I love this. God. Actually, like, someone <laughs> actually did comment. Someone actually did comment. Use eighty-one nights, and the comment thread on that is actually really funny. And someone posted Irish Repo Man. Who is also yeah, I think, I was a, that one. a man. I guarantee 80 nights would be 81 nights if I had the 81 nights. I always find a way to freaking screw it up. Targeting RNG will do that for me if I just A move them all. I feel this Irish repo man. Y- you are my spirit animal. I feel that so hard, dude. <laughs> Nothing's worse than like you A move and they cancel their uh, charge attack because you're just too stupid to not let them be and actually get the charge off first. Oh man, dude. I yeah, would, oh, I would yeah. lose the fight too. I. My micro sometimes can be so good, and then other times it can be just so bad. Because also because sometimes a lot of people they over micro. That's what uh-huh. I do. I over micro and lose a battle that I had in my hand. I'm trying like imagine like, literally <laughs> ever microing. On this, on this though, I've heard that I, I was thinking about it, and my best advice to like I was trying to teach my brother-in-law, America Jeremy. Shout out to you, my man. Uh, I know you're listening. Uh, and he was, I was kind of trying to help him get, he's, he's learning the game. He actually just reached silver too. He, or he like, Oh man, he's, he's been working his way up. He, he was started in silver oh. and he started in bronze and he's worked his way up. He's now in silver too. He's getting oh, there. He's great. dreaming about the game. He's had two different dreams now about AOE. Uh, he had one. Oh, he texted is, me about it. I need to play oh, with him again. You roped him in. You roped him in. I love it. There uh, you go. He, I did. I did. Uh, our, I don't know how. Our cults. But I did. He is now uh, a Patreon member as well. If you haven't done that, you guys oh, should have to do it. He's getting his coaster and stickers. All well, more on that later. Uh, but is he in the green bar? Is he in the green bar? Uh, I, I don't know. I might have to double check on that. Oh no, no. That's I think he should be. I think, he, I bet he is. I bet he is. I'll double check. If not, we'll get him in. We'll get him in. Get him in there. Anyways, I was teaching how to micro, and I was like, you know. It's, if you're going to focus on microing one thing, focus on the long range units. Um, a move your, your main guys, just always a move your guys, your knights and your spears in. Uh, unless there's like a, I mean, if you have the micro, you can, you know, micro your spears to hit the, the knights in particular. But I was like, if you're going to focus on anything in particular, make sure your control group using your, your archers uh, or in his, case, in his case, long bows. And I was like, make sure using them to pick off the units you want to pick off, especially like spears and other things like that's, 
That and siege, like microwing those two things, I think is far more important than your frontline troops. Your frontline troops, as long as they're a moving, they will all do their thing. And maybe you can, uh, yeah. maybe there's a better way to to efficiently fight. But I think the the long range and the siege are by far what you should be focusing your micro on. Just just according to the gospel, according to Socrates here, uh, that's I think that's that's that'd be huge. But I would definitely well, I, need to fight with eighty more. I, I might learn a little something. That's actually pretty smart. Like I like that's my problem. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to like be like this little pseudo marine lord, and I'm like realize that I'm getting everyone killed. Trying to like trying to micro everyone. <laughs> well, if you like if you pull them away, if you like micro them off, sometimes they like won't attack, and they'll be moving to the other spot, or they're trying to you know you can yeah. cancel. Like I I have canceled the charge attack on my knights by over microing. Yeah, I do, I do that all the time. Like trying to like be like extra clever. I'm like, oh, well, that charge attack if you're playing as French gives you bonus damage afterwards yeah. as well. So it's that's exactly. actually really important to get that off. I just yeah. I just see Sir Neville's trying to like animation cancel Spearman, and I just <laughs> doing way too much. Just like, just literally got him running around in circles. Like got a little like they're doing like a little like celebratory dance. Like they're not after all. Like I've had times where literally like I like try to. Focus down with like knights with spearmen. They're just like running around the archers trying to get to the, like the knight, and they're just getting lit up by the archers the whole time. And it's just like, what am I doing? Why am I trying? He's to losing a one v one to a villager. You're like, what's happening? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So like, yeah. So like, that's a good way of doing it. Just kind of micro your at least say the like you know gold plat you know diamond range. Just micro your um, range because the front line is going to do its thing. And you kind of just kind of support your uh, front line with your range. That's actually. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm, gonna, I'm actually gonna do that. Cause I'm. Uh, I'm doing a little too much. What I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if my advice is the most sound as far as learning micro, but that's been my general it's tip. Great. So I think it's. I would say that's really good. Start. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. good. I'm taking it. If I'm running uh, like a feudal age battle and both armies have spears, horsemen, and archers, the archers I'm gonna micro the most out of either the spears or the horsemen. Yeah, mm-hmm. like exactly. one unit to choose, like one unit group to spend the most time with. It's going to be the archers, and that makes sense, be you know, because yeah. if you pick up the spears, the, the spears are the easiest units to get out of there, right? They're the weakest of them, and they're mm-hmm. also they can do the most damage because, as far as efficiency, if they take out like a feudal age knight or like a horseman, that's brutal. Or like your sapahi, like that's a huge swing in their favor, right? Because they that's a hard yeah. counter. So you, it's in your best interest to get those guys out of there so your premium units can stay long, alive longer. Because the longer your premium units are on the field, the more value you're getting out of them. But if they die early, that's a huge swing. So I, I always try to think of it as like terms of cost ratio, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Always fun to pick up a couple of night picks against a French player Oof, yeah. early game. Oh, it's, it hurts as a French player. It's so <laughs> losing a night, like, it just takes a little, take a couple minutes off your life. It's like, oh God, that really stuck. Yeah, uh, this episode's brought to you by www.nornice.com. Um, anyways, uh, last post. This one is a funny one, uh, and it's got a great picture. I love it, actually. Um, this is posted by uh, Eboder. I think I said it, E-B-O-D-U-R, Eboder, uh, from two days ago, and it is a call for chickens in AOE 4. Today we gather with a crusade that shall tantalize our taste buds and bring flavor to the forefront of Age Empires 4. Join the call for chickens as a food source. Let us unite in the clucking chorus, spreading the word far and wide, and show relic our unwavering hunger for chickens. Those statue-like chickens do not satisfy our hunger. Let our voices be heard. The time has come to unite behind this cause. This is more important than age up crushes or new civilizations or balance. Hashtag chickens for AOE4. Now, as a podcast that is literally named the Extra Sheep, 
I take some. I take some. Yeah, it's a little off brand. Yeah, a little off yeah, brand. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, Chicken seem. Right I, I, it just seems uh, like blasphemous. You know, I don't know if I can go behind it. <laughs> he says as if cows weren't introduced. Those freaking <laughs> cows, man. What, what what civilization had a big thing for chickens? Uh, um, every civilization. Oh, so I yeah, mean, what, chickens yeah. pretty dang ubiquitous, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I feel like I'm like like I thought maybe been like a civilization that was like really big on chickens. Like I'm like maybe I, like a everyone. I mean, I I can't yeah. think of it. As, I, I, mean, I, I, I would say so like, like I, I, I thought everybody loved like uh, like historically like through anthropology like looking like Africa didn't have chickens as much. Uh, like the Aboriginal like Australians didn't really have chickens out there. Uh, but the moment they've been introduced in like the islands of like the Pacific, the moment they brought chickens out there, uh, that was a good day. They, they everyone keeps chickens out there now. Uh, it, it, it chickens are chickens. The, the chicken craze has t- swept the world many times over. <laughs> yeah, I play chickens pretty yeah. So like, yeah, what would be? I don't know. What, like, I don't know. This guy's being funny or not, but like, how would you introduce chickens to the game? I haven't the like slightest clue. Getting for the sheep, I think, because there was turkeys yeah. in Italy too. You know, uh, I'd playing, kind of like that. I, I hate to say it, happen. but I'd kind of, I think that'd be a funny thing to do. Or like maybe like a funny alternate game mode where there's like just a lot more chickens and less sheep. Like the chickens have but less like, food, but there's but, more of them. Like that, I don't know. I don't can know. You hurt, can, you, can you hurt? Chickens are going to follow you. Dude, where's the Benny Hill theme, man? I need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that um, what if, well, there's like a, a, a chicken coop unit. And you can go on the map and just collect chicken coops and shake chickens and put it in the coop and drop it off at your base and you have a chicken coop. I mean, I the age of Empires 2, there were like ducks and rhinos and you could eat anything out there. And uh, that, now I do, I am cool seeing more animals, like some eating like all around the map. Like, you know, uh, as long, as, as, long as they go and have that bell, I, I need to hear this <laughs> every single time. I get so much dopamine out of that. I could just sit here just pressing it again oh, and again and again. Like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, that is uh, especially when it happens off screen. If you're you kind of like shift move your scout, and then you're like looking at your base, and you get a little. You hear it? You hear the, oh, you yes, hear it, You're yes. like, oh, the, he's 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 getting in out there. That's what's up. Okay, but so uh, I have bad news. Uh, oh no! And I want you guys to be sitting down for this. Oh, the no. earliest possible domestic chicken remains are found uh, in northern China, so they're going to get even more. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. China. Bob oh. China. Yeah, man. New China's getting chickens next update. I somewhere wherever Tim, if you're listening to this man and molding with us, I I just I can feel him just like rolling over in his future grave, like 80 years from now. <laughs> Tim's gonna just like come back to life as a zombie like a century from now. Just like those chickens in China, why do they buff them? I'm with it. Sign a petition. Get them in there. Get China. They need them. Oh, I mean, actually, if, only if it's a nerf. Like, give China the crappy <laughs> chickens and we'll all keep our sheep. <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, all right, guys. Do? Shall we uh, take a quick break and then uh, get to our main discussion topic? Yeah. Yeah. No. no, no, no. Caleb's got something to say. What do you got, Caleb? I'm listening to one week during the break. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, break sounds good. Are you tired of your pansy army getting wiped off the map by some dorky guy with a bow and arrow? Ooh. 
Are you tired of losing games because your opponent is cashing in too much dough? Are you tired of your mom breathing down your neck telling you that your life is going nowhere and that you're never going to be a pro gamer because you can't climb the stupid ranked ladder? Bruh. Well, I'm Rex Equitex, and I'm here to show you my three-step program through www.morenights.com. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to really pack a punch in just three simple steps. First, pick your stable. Then, you're going to spam that W key. Finally, you're going to get those knights. After that, it's simple. You just need to sweep the villagers, walk away. Sweep the villagers, then walk away. Here at Rex Equitex, we live by a couple of proven rules to keep your knights as efficient as can be. Rule number one, buddy system. No more knights flying solo. Your knights are better when they are with other knights, so make more knights. Rule number two, you gotta dress for success. You think some villager is gonna be scared from Peter Pan walking around with a pointy stick? Forget about it. That plume on your knight's helmet is a statement of superiority. So join my dojo and learn under the tutelage of me, Rex Equitex. Learn more at www.morenights.com. www.morenights.com is not responsible for the mishandling of your knights in the event that you do not follow Rex Equitex's buddy rule. We are also not liable for running your knights into spearmen, archer pilings, pound center fire, boiling oil, or cannon emplacements. All knights should be treated with the respect that all dangerous killing machines deserve. Just continue using knights if you feel you are climbing ladder too fast, are pregnant, might become pregnant, or are against killing war crimes in Age Empires 4. All knights should be handled with care. Learn more at www.morenights.com. I'm Rex Equitex, and I approve this message. And we're back. Um, our main topic today is uh, kind of a fun idea that Abbasid, or not Abbasid, uh, Sir Neville's came up with here. Um, he wanted to <laughs> kind of talk. Abbasid. Hey, that's funny. That's my main right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we're going to talk about the civilizations that we want to get better at, more specifically, kind of like what we struggle with in playing with those civs. And we'll just kind of each take turns, I think, kind of going through uh, what we struggle with how we want to improve maybe if we can get some input from everyone we'll just kind of have a little round table um i'll start off um so so the civs i picked were abbasid china ottomans maybe delhi um that's i know we were i was gonna do three each and i kind of put four on here um these are all civs i don't want to have any desire to learn um like malians or uh uh what do you call it uh mongols um or even Rus. i kind of learned Rus. i probably could put that on the list too but it's not one i really wanted to focus on as much Abbasid is one I actually do want to learn. I've kind of struggled with them just because their their build order is very different. And I think my biggest thing is I just need to learn how to play the early build order. I think my mid to late game overall is actually not bad. Uh, I think I'm pretty good at this point in my AOE 4 career of kind of bouncing back and forth with whatever is thrown at me. You know, like I, I, I can I can adapt my gameplay, you know. Uh, especially in like castle age, like the wind conditions kind of end up being the same. Like either your eco boom is big enough that you're winning in castle or you're going for like a feudal push or you're playing the map control or you're raiding. I mean, there, there, there's certain wind conditions that just kind of work for each civ and for every civ. Um, but Abbasid is just, I think the big thing for me is I'm just not used to working with so many villagers. Oh yeah. That's well, very novel to me. So that's been something I've been in particular trying to kind of get used to. They're great. You want to, you want to keep, you want to, keep. I'm telling you right now, man, like just like me as a, I want to say, I want to say like, I'm like good with the Abbasid. I think, uh, I don't think you, you can also 
especially the new updates, you can play them very dynamic. Like you don't have to just like I think that's kind of what they're traditionally known for is like their uh, economic booms, which they do excel at with their uh, tech that allows the cheaper villagers. But like a lot of people like like when Abbott first started getting played as like everyone just went economy wing. Like there's no other wing you went to start economy wing, fresh food stuff every time. But now there's some people going military wing. You can go fast castle or culture wing because the uh up because the uh castle age and the resources you need are cut down. Like you can do a lot. I mean, you can even go trade wing or something. It's like you don't even have to go two TCs right away. Like you really that's my favorite way to play because I love the high. Like, I like going three TCs, honestly, early. But you know, like you you can play a bunch of different ways. You can also get punished a bunch of different ways also. Because like, if you do go crazy economically, then you can't get punished. You can't get overran mills. Especially, that's my that's why I lose so heavy to the Ottomans, you know, Bill's boys over there. You know what I'm saying? Because they always overrun me on, like, cause I, I'll try to go, you know, two, three TCs on them. And they're like, yeah, dude, go yeah, ahead. Oh, that's tasty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, Good luck not having military. <laughs> exactly. They're like, yeah, you're looking like, oh, yeah, like, I read your bill and it's coming because a third TC. He's like, this is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. he's already, he does not know where I'm coming from. And like, yeah, so like, but like, so like, even with the Ottomans can still, I mean, the Abbasid can still beat the Ottomans, but you have to transition your game. Like military wing off rip to kind of counter their early spearmen. And then like, you know, and then you kind of, just, you can kind of match them in feudal, you know, by getting on the same page as them like early. Like, I mean, obviously still Ottomans are really good at military, but you know, you, I think the biggest struggle with like, a, you know, Ottoman, not excuse me, Abbasid players is that uh, just knowing what to do and like how to transition between, you know, different build orders and different play styles on the fly. So I see why you kind of like, it can be a, maybe a difficult set to learn because I still haven't even fully explored them. Military wing early for me is still like something that sounds so I'm like, ew, no. <laughs> well, so many, so many of my civs that I play, I mean, I'm a big English guy and a really big uh, HRE guy. And neither of those civs relies on booming with villagers. Um, like at all. I mean, obviously, I'm used to my villagers being very, very precious commodities that I can't afford to lose too many of. Because, um, like, for instance, HRE doesn't, I mean, you're running on like 60 vills until you get that Palace of Swabia up, yeah. basically. Uh, whereas yeah. Abbasid, if you are going for like the traditional, like, multiple two or three TC build with uh, Fertile Crescent, villagers are like, I mean, what was that? I joked, I joked earlier that like you can do anything with endless supplies of slave labor. Like, you really just don't care about them, you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> You really don't <laughs> after like, a while. Like they're they're like getting raided doesn't like obviously it hurts, but when they're only I mean, how what does a food change? They go from fifty food to uh, or forty food to, to like twenty. Uh, or like, to, it's a thirty three percent drop off of yeah. uh, like it's it's a significant significantly decreased value of money or of uh, food to put in to get villagers. It, like they're they're worth mm-hmm. less. And so for every unit that it's like thirty seven like food, I believe. Yeah, that's like way, way cheaper, right? Yeah. And so for every one that you lose, your opponent's not getting that much of an edge over you because one, you've got so many of them, and two, they're not like it's not like you're pulling fifty food a pop on them. You're only losing thirty-seven. So, yes, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's still in your best interest to kill the vills if you're going against them, but you have to kill a lot to make a similar dent on the economy. And that's just very different because I'm very used to having like English villagers, where I mean, English they're normal villagers, but. Uh, English or like HRE, I think, if in particular really struggles with this, where HRE 
because their villagers, their villagers are extremely efficient with the uh, the monks, the prelates, right? So they're mm-hmm. super duper efficient. But that means you kill like four of them. That's a huge chunk of the eco you just took away from HRE because until they get that pile of Swabia where they're printing villagers, they're running on a very, very lean yet efficient economy. It's the German way. But <laughs> it's the German way. They're going to be making prelates out of the town center too. Uh, yeah. So, like the castle. So, you're also going to be at less villagers. Um, yeah. Less fewer villagers, villagers. Fewer villagers that are a more important part of the economy because they're adding like plus 14 resources per drop off with the prelate next to them. So, I mean, each yeah. one you pick off is, is severely cutting well, back against the potential for HRE. It's kind of an, an innate reason why harassing them is a particularly good idea, right? Yeah. Because you you get more bang for your buck, as it were. No, I agree. Whereas Abyssin yeah. is just it's just it's so different that that's been something that I have like. Yeah. I mean, it's making no, me have to really think different. about how my economy in a very very different way. Because normally, like for instance, I would not. I, I'm taking up a lot of time on this. Sorry, uh, but I normally <laughs> am not the kind of guy who just sends a bunch of villagers to a berry patch far away. Because that's risky, right? Like, I could lose the villagers. That would just be horrible. Like, I, as HRE, you just would never do that, right? I mean, yeah. not, not never, but rarely would you go and do that. Whereas with Abbasid, it's like, that's kind of expected. You do it three times at the exact same time, and so you cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you only, if two of the three survive, like, good. The greater good yeah, has been you're accomplished. You're up already, yeah. 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 I mean, I think Abbasid is like the one civilization where, like, after a while, you're like, yeah, I killed some of these villagers, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah, one hundred and sixty of these guys. Ah, I, I need to buy them for military. Like, you know, I'm fighting with five spearmen. I need to kill some. Then you just hear this a million times. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, but, it, it, but like, honestly, that's kind of cool though. Like, it's not you send them into danger, hoping a lot of them die. Like, I'll like when I'm like playing a really long game. You guys I'm, go burn a castle down. Yeah, I'm, 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 like, I'm, like, I'm like, hey guys, build up a uh, keep right on his town center. Let's see how many you guys make it out. <laughs> well, yeah, like Abbasid, like late game, like they kind of start doing stuff like that every now and then, especially yeah. if you're trying to go in. Like, I sometimes if you go long enough in a game, you'll do this when you go into trade, where you'll try and kill off some villagers to make room for some traders, right? But like Abbasid, man, really feels that one because it is like. Uh, go over yeah. here. Let's see if we can torch this down while we can and maybe build something real quick before they die. Like, it's like, ah, I don't need them anymore. It's such a very yeah. different way to play. So, very, yeah, very new to me. Though. It's very rewarding, too, sometimes. It's, it's, it's nice to have a good economy. <laughs> um, so, uh, Neville, do you want to take one? What, what, what's the city you're working on? Oh, oh well, me, uh, I've been kind of like dancing back with this civilization. If I had to give myself just like one sieve that I really want to get efficient with, and like, I don't know why, like, it's really like the Mongols. The Mongols, to me, for example, like they they are they are a very fun civilization. Like when I went down the civilization that like I wanted to actually learn and get better with, it was like you know like all these things like the Rus, China. Like I want to play like I you know I want to relearn Rus. I want to you know get a fish with China, even Delhi. But when it came down to like I pick a pick a sieve to like actually get a fishing with as like as far as like high end with the Abbasid or like even French like models because like they are such a fun civilization. They're very dynamic. But I do struggle with like the startup. Like pretty much like maybe once things get kick off, like yeah, then like I'm pretty I guess it's kind of plays like kind of like any other said, but the startup to me, it's like a lot on my mental. Like because I want to be like fast. I want to look cool like Beast of Cutie when I first start playing. But like I'm just like what am I doing? Like there's I've had so many times when I'm moving constructs around 
and people are just in the way and it just never plants. I'm like, what's going on here? I'm not even realizing, like, I've had so many, I've had, I played a game not too long ago where, like, you know, I started off moving my TC to the wood line and I put my Vils also on wood. My TC just never constructed. It was just sitting there like, yeah, dude, oh, I have no, no room. Your people are in the way. I have no room. <laughs> and then like, I just, like, didn't get an alert or anything. So I'm like, why? Well, like, well, I have no fields in the queue, and I come back and I click back to my TC, and it's just sitting there on, on just sitting there on Garrison. It's just like, dang. So I'm like, oh my god, like that. Like I want to break those habits with the Mongols, because believe it or not, the Mongols, like a lot of people, you're you saying they're good, you saying they're bad, uh, whatever. Like I mean, they they used to be they used to be top dogs, but now they're kind of still in the middle there. But they are fun. They are very unique, like very unique. And they, they feel, it feels like you're literally, I think the models represent what AOE 4 is. Like they are like, no one's like them. Like they play way different. Like they, you know, nothing too. Like a lot of their play, like center on Dark Age. They may make Dark Age Spearman or they're like Castle Rush. And that's like, that's like not really super custom my play style. Like Dark, like I'm not really a gimmicky player. Like, so I don't like, I don't like Tower Rush or... You know, I don't do things like that, and like I don't make. I'm not really big in a dark age play, so that might be something I have to adapt to and learn a little bit more. And because it I mean, is very, I, I guess, I guess, Cernables, I mean, Mongols. The big talk this season has been how they actually have a viable feudal age now. Almost definitely, they they. I, I've been playing them because me, I, my favorite age in the game is feudal age. I love feudal age battles. Like I could like. I mean, this is like I I like siege. So like I'm not saying necessarily I could play the game if it just had this feudal age, but like when I'm playing feudal and then we're just straight up fighting unit upon like that's like where micro is the most intensive. When we're just playing unit on unit. I love that and like yes, and they have gotten better with the uh, kashik. Kashik, like the kashik is literally a feudal age. It's it's good in feudal age, and it's not like you know it's not gonna you know it didn't flip the game around completely for the models, but it did change them. And yes, they are very, they are, they can be good or they can be trash. Like they could, like if you do them, if you play with them right, they are good. And their trade, and Mongol trade is amazing too. And the Uvu is great. And how everything in the game can be, uh, if you put on the Uvu, it gets significantly better or it gets a bonus by putting on the Uvu. They play so different that I feel like it's just something, it's like the, probably the, a lot of people say they either like, you know, Love the Mongols, they don't play them at all. Like, I feel like no one like kind of just fiddles with the Mongols. So, yes, Mongols is my biggest uh, what I want to learn. And I struggle because they are, they are very different. I don't know. I can't figure it out. There's so much going on that. Yeah, it's a lot. I can't do it. Uh, they're, they seem like a, a sieve that I should pick up just because mm-hmm. I don't like building walls. So Me either. Or houses. You don't, you don't have to be houses either. No walls. Mm-hmm. I don't like building walls either. I hate building walls. <laughs> so like so that's from my learning. Um, yeah, they do have, I also enjoy playing in feudal. Uh, they mm-hmm. do have a pretty good feudal comp. I do really like the Keshiks as a unit. Me too. I don't feel like they're overpowered at all. Me neither. I don't freak out when I see a Keshik coming at me. Um, you can use your shirt. Yeah. Spearmen um, are big problem for They still, <laughs> and knights, big problem catching. They still yep. But uh, yeah, anywhere about getting housed. Like, there's some things that like are hard about the model. Other things that like you don't realize, like, wow, this, this is very relieving. I don't worry about this. 
Like, not having big houses is, like, something I'd be used to. I'm like, oh, shoot, what about, oh, I don't need houses. Wait. It's like, and then, like, you're out, and then, like, then the girl is, like, universal for every resource. Yep. So, like, the girl, like, you don't worry about building mining camps or, like, lumber camps. You just build a girl. It's more expensive, but it is, uh, it's like, well, it's like, universal also move. It can also move them, too. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of nice. uh, Also, too, uh, be careful with that, though, because if you put your girl where your villagers are collecting, the girl won't build. They'll start walking all the way back to the town center. <laughs> I've done that also. Like, moving things is kind of risky because if, the, if something's in its way, it just won't place. And then the villagers, if it's not, if it's like, you know, in that little dimension where it's like transparent, yeah, literally they won't, they won't return to it. They'll walk all the way back like to the town. that's like one of the most interesting things with the Curlitai is you want that as close to your enemy as possible, but you got to put it up <laughs> before they get there and just like block Pretty the animation much. for it to lay down. Much, yeah, and I get to like literally move your units around it. Like, plenty of times my crew tie won't place because my military is in the way. I'm like, God, go move it. Okay, it's very good over here. And then they'll finally place. I've played so a bunch it, of 3v2s with like a Mongol teammate, and the amount of times I've had them yell at me, <laughs> move your yeah. units. I'm trying to put the crew tie down. Move. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it. Mongols are fun. It's in the end. Like, I mean, I'm probably playing them a lot this season. I have been like, I've been having internet problems, but I'm finally back and going at another internet issue. But yeah, that, now. Sorry. Is, that, is uh, that a bug that if you can't place with you, I mean, wouldn't shouldn't your friendly units move out of the way? Like, I feel like that would be like when you place a keep down, if it's your units, they'll just kind of like skirt, skirt, skirt right out of the way. You know, it's only if it's an enemy unit that it blocks it. Possibly. Like, yeah, that time, I feel like bug. it should just be able to place down if you got friendly units. Like, that would be. Like, I would assume that your units think, would be like, yes, please put it down where you wanted it to. I think the difference is that most of the time your units are actively in combat with Kurultai and generally keeps, I mean, sometimes they are, but not, not normally. And so if I think like combat commands override movement out of the way commands. I, mean, yeah. I guess that makes sense. But like if your units are just there and it's not letting you block drop down because they're just standing yeah. there. That, that, I, feel like I think in that situation, they would auto move. I just okay. think that most of the time you're like fighting a front line and you drop the Kurul tie and, and their army moves uh, okay. in front and your shifts. Yeah. I think, I think, I think honestly, too, like the difference between, you know, moving or something, like you're not building it again. You're changing, just unpacking it. Uh -huh. So, like, mm -hmm. it's like for a keep, you're building a keep. Yeah. The logic could right be there. different, too. A lot different. So, mm -hmm. you're unpacking it. So, I think they're like, nope, they get stubborn. Like, no, -uh, I can't do it, bro. Sorry. Tell them, tell them to move. The so like, are not in position for this unpacking. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like you're arguing with your own your own landmark. <laughs> <laughs> so Neville's don't take this the wrong way. I really think you could be the kind of guy who would actually argue with your landmark. Oh, I guarantee you can find footage of me doing that or MIO's like, dude, cruel I go. And they're like, he's like, no, dude, no, I can't. It's people in the way. Dude, well, move this way. You're like, they like, you know. Lillian's argument with the landmark itself. I I, I, I have for I, sure yelled at a landmark. 100%. I love that image. Oh uh, <laughs> gosh. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's pretty sad. Caleb, what's what's uh what are some cities? I'm you gonna on? I'm gonna pass my okay. turn to Beal because okay. I'm mine is answered with a question. So oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Then All right. Uh, well, I did dip into Delhi. How did that go? Ooh, yeah. I'm very bad. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you were streaming a lot of auto lately, and I was like, yeah, oh, I wonder what happened to Delhi. Delhi. Oh, yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah, it was uh, one stream of trying to play Delhi, and then like, ooh, <laughs> this is. I think Askeladd was in the chat, and he put it the best. It's like way more APM intensive for like no additional return. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Play that Civ. Uh, so I'd like, I mean, I played him in season two 
And this is kind of a like, oh, well, they're good now. So you're going to play them again. But I, I get back into the Roos. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I up again. Roos is, Roos is uh, really, apparently the best save in the game right now, according to. Like, oh, yeah, They've the top been bracket. up there for so long now, too, right? I think yeah, it's oh, just yeah. their versatility, right? Their versatility and that their line marks got better. The Kremlin. The Kremlin. The Kremlin. The Kremlin. The Kremlin. To have like such a safe feudal to choose, like yeah. what are you gonna do in feudal? Uh, whatever I want, like they can't. Much. You can't really raid the roost that well at all. Yeah, yeah. And if you do, so it's because your opponent's not. It's if if you do get raided, it's because you're not playing him well. Pretty much, yeah. Like no one's gonna respect you. If you say I lost. Like I, I beat someone who went. I think two TCs. Like tried doing two fast TCs with the Kremlin. And I was like, oh, no way. And I just, I rushed with HRE, went fast castle, Burgrave rush, <laughs> and just swept. And yeah, I yeah. mean, you do have to, like, as Ottomans, I try to go a faster castle than normal against Roos, uh, just because you're going to fall behind eco. Yeah, if you're going to go for an eco play, you can't go for the Kremlin. Like, you can't go, like, full greed with the Kremlin and expect it to carry you. But I mean, if you're going to go full greed, just go for the Golden Gate. I mean, that'll get you there faster, anyways. But you know, yeah. I try playing Golden Gate, dude. And it's just, it's like, I'm like that guy who's still trying to make DVDs work. It's just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I guess I'm just out of the loop because I try making Golden Gate great. And I played a Roost Mirror. He went Kremlin, I went Golden Gate. And I think I streamed it. I don't know if I streamed it, but I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is fine. The answer, you know, the question finally answered. What's better? And dude, he, he just, dude, I just, he destroyed me. I just like, like, the Golden Gate was great. But dude, Kremlin's just better. It's sad, but it's better. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the bonus on wood, the uh, you know, just the fact the that militia, it's, it's, the militia, so exactly. Militia is pretty much free raiding. Like, militia or can defense. be two things: you can raiding or defense, exactly, or defense. Like, yeah, two purposes. And then, like, you know, and then it's not like a normal tower. Like, dude, you get in that Kremlin, it will turn into a Gatling gun. It will wipe you up. Sometimes make like, those Gremlins good. look at their sexy swords. You know, yeah, <laughs> they, exactly. they look good oh, too. You know. <laughs> even they even look cool, dude. Like, they look dude, what, so cool. Who, who are these imposters? Who got them? Who got them in the game, dude? They came out of nowhere. They're just running things. And then, and then about gremlins too. Like you don't like you don't gotta worry about like micro. You just really a move gremlins. They're gonna die. They all have terminal illnesses anyway, so they're gonna die anyway. <laughs> They've all got like stage four leukemia. <laughs> exactly. They all got stage four something. So like you know they they they're they're happy to die with honor. They're like yo, send me in. You're not going to pull them back like, oh, no, let me say, let me, you know. No, Nothing yeah, is more frustrating than when you've got a big military. You know that they're building a big military. It's about to come to a head. And they send the freaking gremlins in the front line as cannon fodder. And you're just like, dang it. Oh I know that God. everything I'm, every kill I'm getting is just a waste of time. Oh, yeah, pretty much. gosh. Dude, even when, like, you can cast a game, like, watch a game being casted. And then you might have double the roost military coming in. And they'll have, like, and roost have, like, eight, like, you know, 12 tickets. And the little, you look at the little, like, the statistic bar at the top, and like they'll go from like twelve military to like sixty-four military, and I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like what is happening that quick? Like the Rus has a bigger military, bigger eco, everything like that quick, and they and then also they scale and they can hold their own. Like they're not like they're weak. Like so, yeah, Rus is just number one. They're yeah, no, because they, they got great late game. They're they very great. Sprinkles. They can yep. shut down siege. Yep. If you're able to mass Streltsy and knights, like. Good luck doing yeah. anything against that. 
Yeah, so Bill, yeah, Bill, I would dive into that roost. I, I should, I would, I should start I would playing do it. them more too. I, I just that They're early just micro was kind of tough on me. I need to get the build order set. And figure it out. I, what I need to do for a lot of these is if I just learned the freaking like dark age to mid feudal build order, I'd probably do fine with a lot of these because I know this. I know I've played against them enough. I kind of know what they're going for. I just need to learn the actual specifics. I just need to look at the build orders. If I just sat down and did that, I'd probably learn so many sieves and actually do okay. I just need to actually oh, yeah. spend a day and learn them and really not just like get the gist of it, but like actually really learn them. Yeah. I mean, and, and they just play them, you know, get yeah. efficient with them, play them more. And you know, it's not, it's not really that hard to like get another sieve under your belt. It's just, I think a lot of players, like, including me, are just kind of lazy. They're like, dude, I don't feel like actually, like, going through and learning all this. Like, yeah. it just kind of, like, you just don't really feel like it. And it's, it's viable. You want to just play. You don't want to play and, like, have to worry about losing 10, 12 times because now you're trying to learn something new. So that's it's why, nice. honestly, that's why perfect comps exist. It's really nice. And this I might be my extra sheet, but it's really nice when you learn, like, a little tweak to your build order that, like, your build order worked well to begin with. And oh, then yeah. someone suggests, why don't you just try this? And then it starts working even better. Like, I, 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 that'll be my, I'll do that for my extra sheet for uh, HRE. I, I learned a new slight modification to my build order that has been now my go-to. So I'll, I'll, oh, I'll yeah, my that's beautiful. come up here. Um, Caleb, do you want to do yours? Unless Beal's got more to say about the Roos. No, uh, that's about it. I mean, they're strong and they do stuff in feudal. And they're good on water. What, what don't they do? What, what are the worst bad at? Genuinely, what is their biggest weakness? Arians. Oh, ah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, you, know, you, know, you laugh, but there is one air unit in the game that I can think of, kind of. There's an air unit. Oh, don't! If you say the cons bird, I was gonna yeah. say the cons bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that thing's sweet too. That's that an awesome noise. Of- Dude, that is like the most dude. What the dude, the con is also one of the most fun units in the game. The con is so he's dope. so much better now. On the matter he's of Bruce, so the fact that he can two shot deer now is just oh, dude, he's, he's con, in a beautiful spot. He really is. The con is good. The con is living his best unit. kingly life. The con is a necessary unit. <laughs> the bird is the oh, only aerial oh, unit. I'm so proud of myself. We, we call him Genghis Genghis. We call him Genghis. Genghis Genghis. That's what I call him. Gosh. All right. So before I mention my point, I do want to I do want to ask Socrates a question. Uh, he enjoys the cons bird noise, but also hates the bird noises on a different map. Ooh, yes, yes. Yeah. It's the difference between ah to also it's the falcon. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like majestic. The, maybe maybe one's a little throatier than the other. And yeah, the yeah. Problems. There's no phlegm in the falcon, you know. Yeah, I guess I guess pigeons and falcons are two different. Yeah, they're not the same. They're birds, but not the same. I mean, you can't tell me that the chirp of an eagle sounds on par to the hawking screech of a seagull. I got both of them out here on the coast, and I can tell you, the eagle sounds like, whoa, that sounds like an eagle. They, they make some weird, they don't, eagles don't make that noise that everyone thinks they do. If they think that it's actually a falcon noise, that the screech, eagles don't do that. They do like this cool chirping noise that's really hard to describe. And it's like always so cool when you hear it because they're such big birds. Uh, but then you get seagulls, and they are just the pit of the earth. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's dope, man. I, I've never seen you in my entire life. I'm American. They don't sound like falcons. They don't, they, what you hear is a falcon screech. Uh, eagles don't sound like that at all. So that's dope, though. Okay. So mine is a question. And I don't know if you want to do this as homework for you guys or pose this as a, as a, as a, you know, our, our listeners can and, and message me their recommendations. I, 
I'm having trouble figuring out who I want to learn. So mm. it's gonna it's 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 blasphemy for me to say this, and I, and I understand that. So I want everybody to to hold the torches. I've got my abyss scream ready to go. <laughs> I'm slowly but surely uh, learning that I actually don't like the way the HRE plays. <laughs> and oh, okay, let's hear it. And the answer is because I've been playing a lot of other games that aren't as time intensive as mm-hmm. age of empires uh games like mechabellum and things like that where uh their, their strategy their thought magic the gathering things like that where i'm kind of learning more about how i like to play things uh so i'm going to describe what i enjoy and then you guys can answer me now or come back later or whatever in with your thoughts um i like to play things that tend to go later to mid to late game, but have utility early on. And some of this sounds like HRE and I understand that. Um, but have utility early on to facilitate not necessarily shenanigans, but but keep other people honest, have the ability to kind of fight against cheese, have the ability to kind of take control of a game if the opportunity is given to you. But the general game plan is to go later. Um, that's China. kind of what I've noticed. Yeah. Right, China. China. Yeah, China. 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 Yeah, you're China, bro. And that's what I was afraid, and I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to make Tim cry. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, you're China all day. Um, China, maybe English even. Yeah. Yep. English China. kind of thrives at the end of Castle Age, going into Imperials when they get that strong yeah. spike, and they can play a lot of feudal. They don't because English doesn't have to feudal rush, right? You could play a uh, 2TC, 3TC uh, English, potentially. Yeah, English is yeah, the... the and it sounds basic. That's possible. That's an option. Because um, my, my thoughts on, on why I don't necessarily want those, and again, maybe this is just my own personal thoughts on them just being incorrect, but, like, China feels too turtly for how I like to play. So, like, in League of Legends, I, I don't play Kale because Kale literally loses. Like, and I know China doesn't auto-lose, but Kale is like super, super late game. Like she's not a champion until like middle of the game. Um, and I don't tend to enjoy that kind of gameplay. I tend to enjoy, but I don't tend to enjoy like cheesy strategies or like hyper aggression either. I'm like this weird tend to go towards later, but I like kind okay. of middle to late with like utility in the early. So um, let me throw an abacid. Okay. I'll see the early game. I'll see you you get, choose whichever one you want to go up with the, the house of wisdom i mean Mm -hmm. if it looks like the game is going to get scrappy and feudal you got military wing if you want to go fast castle you got the culture wing and if you're Mm going to settle in for a multi-tc play you got the eco wing right in feudal um Mm -hmm. that choice Mm -hmm. right there dictates basically the entire pace of the rest of the game um and then you work your way into like imperial you're you got camel archers and Incredible spears. Does Abbasid fall off in feudal uh, in Imperial Age a little bit though? Oh no. no? Uh, they're, they're one of they're one of the best. So, no. Well, well no, no, I think Abbasid, I mean, I think even as top Abbasid is like one of the I mean, they're like up there with like China and English in late game. Really? Yeah, you uh, you got oh, most definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, you do. They, okay. their, their, their food gathering is insane. And also, Abyssin is the only Civ in the whole game that has a post-imperial. You can get all five wings if you want. 
You if you if you end up if you actually what? get enough really? you know if you get enough resources to get the last wing, you can get it. What? Like you, you get all five wings. I okay, am I, maybe I'm tripping. I hope I'm not <laughs> wrong. I swear, no. Hang I on, you open get, up my game, get new custom map. Yeah, Let's I was gonna see. say I'm opening my game up right now. Yeah, wow. I think you literally like okay, once I gotta figure this out now. I'm pretty sure the abbey you can get all five wings. You can get no, all I five wings. I feel like the the trade-off is that you can't get every single no like so if you like if you were to um like go to imperial with your like with abyssin and then you get enough resource to go to get the last wing the last wing's not blocked off you can get the last wing. all right it's gonna take me a couple minutes for everything to load in but yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, doing am, I'm doing the same thing i'm gonna just i'm gonna just i'm, I'm gonna click all the way. i've got infinite resources here yeah, i'm gonna just click yeah, and see what happens i'm pretty sure you can get it because like what? like yeah. yeah, no, I'm looking at uh, the Age of Empires wiki, and it says upgrade cost for the first wing, that's feudal. Second wing, that's the typical Castle Age cost. Then it says third and fourth, and they're yeah, both like, at Imperial. Yeah, I think you can get, I'm going right now improving, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, like, you can get all of the wings. Like, you can get everything. Yeah, and like, no, according to, yeah, this wiki, no you are absolutely correct. You know, I'm just saying, boys. Yeah, you can get all. How do we it's, not it's, know this? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, like, because it's kind of hard because a lot of times you don't have enough resources. How expensive right, is that's it? a major investment. Yeah, it's like, same it's price a major investment. It's but, like, like going up to imp again. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a post imperial. You can get, you can get, you can get trade. We can get all of them. If you're like really playing late game, that's why like people have argued that it's the best late game set. And you oh like your farm can get the tech. You can get all the tech from the House of Wisdom. Like you can get the like all the. Uh, Farming upgrades, everything. It it Abbott's very good late game. How did I not time, know you know, this? I've been playing this game for yeah. so long. I don't think any of us you can tell none of us are true <laughs> Abbott means except for Nevels. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can yeah. Like, I thought so that, like, that was I thought that, that was the I thought like what Beale said, like that's kind of the trade-off of the sieve is or of like the choose choices. You have to pick you don't you don't yeah. get one of them, but that's yeah, you know, wow. you, know, you can get all you can get all the tech. So in an from the original league, later game, you could get an additional boost somewhere. Yeah. So like yeah, that so Abbasid is like also good for you if you want to try a civilization who's very good late game. They are for sure like, yeah. you know, the late like uh, they are they can good. I've won in feudal with Abbasid, I've won in Castle and Imperial. They're like, you know, even in uh team games, like maybe like I don't think two v two they're the best, but like, you know, three, three v three, four v four. If you can just boom, Abbasid can be the one of the best boomy saves in the game. They're insane. Yeah. So, like, Ab- so Abbasid and China are like the two that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I would say something like that. Or English. I don't know if you don't play English. I think English, English could work. Better. I think you just got to remember that English can do more than just feudal aggression. You Most just got to have yeah. No, I think they can. I just, I, yeah. And yep. they've got, have, it's like kind of like how China's got your reputation of being China. You know, English has got a reputation of being the easy civ. It's, mm. it's a thing. It's, it's, it's. Oh, and I'm not worried about, I mean, I probably need something that's easy execution because I'm bad, but. Uh, if France, you if, know, if France had a better uh, late castle into Imperial, I would suggest them, but they don't have a great late game. They really don't. Yeah, well, that's the yeah, thing. Like the don't. French, even like the Ottomans and stuff too. They're they're more about being on the push. Uh-huh. Um, HRE, the like you said, you lose us uh, a villager, and it's like way more damaging to you than most other people. Um, and they just, I don't know, they're more about like playing off of. Uh, a spike where you like get a spike and you win off of that as opposed to like having kind of a more curve. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think maybe Abbasid. I might try Abbasid. I haven't actually given them a shot. Abbasid, I started Abbasid with China, but they were a lot different back oh, then. They, so I might they, try uh, them again too. China, China's hard. I, I want to yeah. play China so bad, but China, China's a civ that I I've had so much with frustration with. I like almost want to go to the dark side and learn because I just I, there are civ <laughs> I struggle. I think they're one of the civs I struggle against the most as far as play. Yeah, yeah. Like their, their strengths. Them. Their strengths always seem to outdo mine. And I know that HRE is supposed to play well into them, but I always struggle against China. I just massively struggle against them. Yeah. No, China. Wait, I lose well, thanks, China guys. a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, no problem, I guess we'll man. take one more quick break. We're actually ending this right on time here. We'll do one more quick break and then we'll do our extra sheeps. Hi ho, Socrates here. Um, this is the part of the show where I do some shout outs and just talk to you, the viewer, wherever you may be. Just me, just you. And this very intimate affair where we just sit, you listen, I talk. I don't ever get a response. It's just me talking alone 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 that's a good spongebob reference for anyone who uh grew up with spongebob anyways um to business uh we have a patreon and on that patreon we now um if you become a patreon donator for as little as like a dollar a month um if you do that i have gotten a bunch of stickers and coasters uh, little paper coasters with our logo printed on them. I thought that was kind of cool. I wanted to do t-shirts. T-shirts are super expensive. Um, and I wanted something that I could do internationally. Uh, shipping is notoriously expensive globally. Uh, thankfully, there is a fun little tour, uh, fun little like little thing about American mail. Uh, I can mail a letter, like an actual like postcard sized letter anywhere around the globe for only uh, like $1.50. So, uh, these stickers fit in envelopes and the coasters actually do too. And if I'm not mistaken, I haven't actually done this yet. I've been getting things ready. I did research as long as it's under an ounce, I can mail a letter for a buck 50. Uh, that's like three stamps. That's nothing. I, I could, I'm happy to do that. If you're, if you're donating a dollar a month, that pays for itself in like a month and a half. So for all our Patreon viewers, regardless of where you are, if you are in Germany, if you are in the United Kingdom, if you're in France, if you're in mongolia i don't care um become a patron member patreon member uh the links in our episode description uh if you want to support the podcast we would love that uh shout out to everyone who has done so i am taking the time to i've got 50 of these coasters left still um and like 50 stickers i'm doing like two each uh so like 25 I've only got like eight Patreons right now. And plus I'm getting all the guys on the podcast, uh, their own coasters and stickers as well. I can always make more as well. So if we run out and it becomes really popular, if, if people start signing up for the Patreon, this is going to pay for itself easily. It'll at least it'll fund itself. Um, I'm mailing out, you know, stickers and coasters with the extra sheep uh, album art on them. And the coasters, I have to say, turned out really nice. Like very pleased with them. The stickers are a little bit small, uh, but they'd be great on like a water bottle or something like that. Just a way to say thanks. So if you are a Patreon member and you, for some reason, haven't given me your address because you think it won't work, uh, please do. I am like pretty dang serious. I've got like letters on my you can't hear this, can you? But that's that's letters. I've got one here to Beal and one to a uh, person in North Carolina. And I've got one for Sir Neville's. I need to mail out as well. that I've got right here. Uh, or mailing them out. I can do that. It works. I'm 
like pretty sure that they're flat enough, they're light enough. It should just go through the mail. It may take a while to get there, especially if you're international. I know international mailing can take up to like a couple months, a month or two for the snail mail to get there, but it does work. So uh, if you're interested in like getting little bits of merch, we've got that going. So join the Patreon today, become a supporter. There is bonus content. Uh, we record lots. I just start recording and you'd be amazed the things that we say and discuss during our breaks. Uh, it's really funny. Or even just beforehand, pre-episode, we got some pretty good stuff. You can even uh, get some, uh, if, you, if you're interested, you could just listen to a preview of that on the Patreon as well. So it, it lets you listen to a couple minutes of that. But like some of the posts are like 10 minute long little bonus contents of us talking about other games and just our lives and just, uh, you know, how we set this thing up. It's kind of fun. It's really, it's really neat. So yeah, do that. I highly encourage you guys to do that. Even if it's just a dollar a month, uh, not to be like, you have to give me money or anything like that. This is a free podcast, obviously, for you to listen to. But if you want, we are now also doing little bonuses for people who do that, like getting you guys coasters and stickers and stuff, because we appreciate you guys listening wherever you may be, whatever you're doing. Besides that, I guess other housekeeping stuff I need to take care of. Um, I we're still working on getting a guest on the show. I apologize. It's been a long time coming. Uh, we've had people fall through. We are working on getting someone whose schedule lines up and is willing enough to hop on. I think we might have someone on next time. Caleb sent me a discord I sent a discord message this morning uh saying he might have found someone who might he, he has someone in mind he might to try and invite so we're kind of going through the list trying to invite people it's just getting people together to sit down and to do a podcast is a surprisingly large amount of work uh schedules are very difficult to align it's like waiting for the plants to get up in a row but we're working on that uh besides that I am still working on getting YouTube episodes up I've gotten like the first couple up and that's about it I need to get on that it, it's a surprisingly long process to do mostly because i just need to like make it a video like an mp3 or, or sorry mp4 format and then upload it to youtube it, it takes so long with internet being what it is so i am working on that it's in the process besides that i think that's all i need to talk about i've been going on long enough uh follow beal aoe beal on twitch follow sir nevels on twitch and youtube myself Socrates on twitch um I think Caleb Calamari sometimes streams as well. You should follow him as well if you want. Uh, besides that, join Rising Empires. Uh, big shout out to our 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 lads over in the uh, morenights.com business. Uh, they're doing great with their work with www.morenights.com. And yeah, sign up for the tournament in Rising Empires. I think that's all I got today. I'll try and keep it short. Appreciate you guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back. Uh, extra sheep time. I've got one I can do. I can do mine real quick and we can go down the list or I'll just do mine. What the heck? Um, so mine is an HRE build modification, uh, build order modification. So the fun thing about this game is multiple build orders can work. And I thought things were a bit more standard, but the more I've watched people play, even like English openings tend to vary a lot. Uh, in casting games, you see this a lot too, where things just vary. And what... I don't know if there's a set this is the optimal way, but there are a couple of accepted builders. Uh, mine, I, I love this when I know enough about a sieve that you can just get kind of a small adjustment to it to make it better. Uh, so for instance, on HRE, uh, I used to always go uh, like eight on food. Like right, right off the bat, I'd always, actually not do eight on food. I'd start, my initial villagers would all go straight on the food right below. And then I would move on and... Uh, uh, after a couple of villagers, I'd go on to gold for a couple to get the gold I needed. Um, I think it was Askeladd or someone suggested, hey, off the bat, 
right when you start, move three to food and then rally to food, and then move those other three and put them straight to building a house and gold. And mm. it times out just right where it actually makes my build order, uh, my, uh, my uptime into feudal and castle just a little bit faster. Um, and I've gotten mm-hmm. even with, with my other build order that I, I did, I've gotten a uh, seven and a half minute castle ages before. So it's not unheard of. Uh, but I just decided to, to switch it over. And I was surprised at how how simple a small change could be that could just make your build order feel that much better and quicker. And I just have really enjoyed that. So short extra sheet for me today. That's that's it. But I was pretty thrilled about that. So and I think it just kind of reminded me that I should always be looking out at ways to kind of sharpen, as it were, my my build orders. Yeah, I, I believe builder is like, I mean, I feel like, you know, I was talking, I forgot who I was talking to about, but like, you know, the simple fact, I think sometimes we kind of like a little bit overthink build orders. Like we think that has to be like precisely exactly how it was documented or something where you can make little tweaks and changes that'll still kind of get you what you want. But, you know, like I'm the, I think we like, you know, what I do, I prefer like watching pro players play rather than like study a build order. Because, you know, build orders, like, it's, if it's, like, a perfect storm, then everything works out. But a lot of times, you know, you may have a build order that you're so used to, and then you get Mongol uh, tire rush, and you're like, oh, well, that doesn't wait. How what do I do now? Because now they're on my gold, and that's usually what I do. And I, like, you know, so I think it's, uh, you know, once you learn SIB, it's always, you know, helpful just to actually, you know, put your own little spin on there. I think, I will say, I think it's important to... Uh to have a build order in dark age, at least I, I do think it's important. Mm-hmm. I, I think having an oh, idea, yeah, I mean, you got to have, there is, there are some optimal ways to get up in age that are more optimal. Than others. So if you're just doing it completely blind, you're, you're going to have a rough time. That said, yeah. I do think uh, being able to, you know, modify your build order is definitely, I think important as well. Like for sure. Of course. Of course. By the way, I, I did Wow, you can't. Okay. So, so wings, I have, wings, I have yeah. gotten all five wings. Yeah. I'm clicking yeah, up right now. Yeah, yeah. It is a thing. Yeah. How yeah, about thing, that? Dude. Yeah, that's like that's that. almost better than my extra sheep right there, man. Just you can go all five wings. <laughs> that might be that. That could be a live extra sheep. There we go. And that's I'm sure most people who really do main Abbasid have known this, but for all of us oh, who yeah. don't, like I just never would have guessed. I just thought that that was <laughs> Age it. of Empire Four's best yeah, kept yeah. secret. <laughs> sounds like a great YouTube video. Live, live, yeah, live. You got two extra sheep today, sock. It was two live. Extra one, sheeps, that one. Live. Wow, that crazy. he took mine. That's crazy. <laughs> And it's going up right now. Is it up? Is it up? And oh yeah, oh, no, oh yeah, mine's loading. Yeah, mine's mine's researching right now. Oh yeah, trade there wing. Ghost trade wing coming in. Wow. Oh yeah, look at that. That's one look glorious that. looking building. Yeah, that thing looks amazing. I want to visit there. I mean, I guess I guess it's not unheard of because China has all of their yeah, all their landmarks. Yeah, all their landmarks, which I don't love, and I've I've griped about that just this last episode. So, but, uh, mm-hmm. cool. Well, yeah, uh, so does Caleb want to go next, or do Beal want to go next with their extra sheep? Uh, sure, I'll go next. Uh, so my extra sheep was uh, before I started. Before we started recording, I was coming off of playing uh, against someone who's around my skill level, and we did three games on Mega Random with random sieves. And I gotta say, like to just focus on the fundamentals of the game to get yourself used to just weird situations and sort of breaking up the like stagnant thought patterns that you might have like, Oh, dry Arabia again. I basically know how this is going to play out with, especially with my sieve against this sieve. Um, But 
it's been really refreshing. Like you play mega random, you don't know what the map is. You have no idea what it's going to look like. Uh And then against a sieve that you likely don't play at all versus someone else who also doesn't really have a good grasp of the sieve that they're playing. Um, I think it leads to a lot of, yeah, just focusing on the fundamentals of the game. You might not have a build order for that sieve. So you got to start thinking about, okay, how do I typically age up? What what would this sieve really want to focus for uh, in early feudal? How do you want to play that out? Um, yeah. So if people are stagnating and feel like they can't progress in rank or their games are too similar, just play, just find someone, play random sieves on Mega Random for a bit. That's and I, I think you probably unlock unlock something you'll break out of uh you know the the normal rut that you might be mm-hmm. in yeah i agree I, wait, wait, were you doing that earlier today bill were you doing that yeah it was yeah. like right before yeah. we started i was in i was in your stream i was in your stream <laughs> like, I was like, oh this looks fun <laughs> so yeah uh yeah i agree with you though like like sometimes people just like realize like yeah like, just start a game just like enjoy like all aspects of the game and find a buddy get into a custom game and then just you know, just enjoy the game, bare bone. That's a good one. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Who's next? Yeah, well, I, I, I can go next. I can go next. Mine's go pretty it. simple. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, mine is just um, what I've been doing a lot. Uh, I've been like, especially like you know, especially watching that. The big thing that watching Bill today kind of confirmed that too. Uh, it's pretty cool to watch players that. It's, it feels more. It feels like more efficient to watch players around your skill level rather than watching like you know the top of the line because it's almost like it's almost like know thy enemy. It's like you know, for example, like Bill. You know, he's like you know, pl- he's platinum, platinum two player, and that's probably why we see him a lot more on the rank ladder. So I almost want to like study how he plays and how some of that, like you know, from his pers- perspective, how a platinum player plays and how they think and how they move. And how they kind of sway themselves, and I think that is more effective than watching. Like you can obviously learn from the very top, but like it's helpful to like review games from more players around your rank. Because I remember before I used to watch games of like top of the line, like top ten players, and they're doing stuff that I'm just like, why? What? Like I sometimes I just don't even understand because it's like it's like me trying to like every day I'm inspired. Like, you know, I'm trying to be as much as I can by watching like Michael Jordan clips. Like, it's like, all right. Yeah, that's cool. But like, they're really going to get to that level. Not saying we can't, but I'm just saying that, uh, I feel like if you want to like study, like how basically know thy enemy, watch more players of your caliber. Just like, see what you're going to be facing most likely on the rank ladder rather than like studying these like players that are like psychopaths. And all boosted up on Adderall. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think there's a lot of merit to that. I think that yeah. um, um, while the pro players are very good and you know always strive for the best, and it's good to watch them, mm-hmm. they aren't going to make the same mistakes as you. They aren't going to be yeah. making the same issues as you, causing the games to be in similar states. Um, so you yeah. never see the game that you're playing. You see the games that they're playing and how they should, how the games you're playing should play out if you didn't make X, Y, Z. So I think there's exactly. a lot of merit. I, exactly. That's my exact. I was getting at. Yeah. So come um, on by Rising Empires on Saturday. Watch oh yeah, the, uh, exactly. Legends tournament. Exactly. Oh my god. Also, big shout out to Rising Empire. Platinum's diamonds. 
Exactly. That's, that's exactly what inspired me right there. Like just mm-hmm. like casting those games and watching those games. I'm like this. I feel like I'm getting better actually watching these dudes play than watching like uh, not saying they're not good, but they're like on more of my level. I'm watching these guys play than watching like you know Beast Cutie or Marine Lord, which is like that's not even competition. That I'm not even competition. I wouldn't even be competition to them. Yeah, for these guys, I'd be more on par. Yeah, so I, I learned a lot more watching them. Not fall I, into the trap of uh, like when I commentate like Louis Little Legends, I'm like, oh, I could win <laughs> all these games. Like, oh I mean, my god, this guy's <laughs> this exactly here, here, here. Yeah. Dude, that's just exactly play, every yeah. Nope. <laughs> so I'm just something. That's just so, that's exactly what I did. I'm like, oh, I would have for sure did this. Like, I'm acting like, like I could see <laughs> I the whole match. Yeah. I would have won. I would have won this tournament no problem. Hey, put me. In the I would have out micro that easy. I would have. I would have won all of that. I would have got that serious. Like, why you do this? I'm like, like I just. It's a whole different ball game when you're watching. Yeah. It. God mode. Yeah, having having God vision is a different yeah, perspective. It's a whole sure. other game. Yeah. Um, my extra sheep is uh. I don't know, kind of piggybacks off of some stuff I was talking about earlier where uh, it's important to learn how you play and what you like to play as. Um, and if you don't know how that relates to the game you're in, ask somebody that you know or go to somebody that you might think might know um, mm-hmm. and, and help them have you figured out. Like I asked you guys what sieves because I just was like, I just don't. I have some preconditioned thoughts in my brain and, and I want to ask some other people who might not have those about certain thoughts, but, but understand how you play. And you do that by playing a variety of games, even if they're not RTS, even if they're uh, RPG or if they're, uh, uh, you know, auto battlers or whatever, learn what you like to do in each of those and find the things that are, uh, that can correlate with each other among them. And then that will allow you to kind of focus on, uh, the more finer details of building villagers more and things like that, because you're already enjoying it. You're doing something that feels natural already. And then you can kind of work on the unnatural. parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. It's like a lot of like psychology class. It's like, yo, that, that, that <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way deeper than like people probably realize. Like, how do you talk about age advice for all day? I'm telling you, it's a psych class. I'm, I'm telling you, you man. Some <laughs> open this game up. You feel like you're psycho, uh, psychologically something's happening. <laughs> and Is our host still alive? I don't know. He's. <laughs> I just realized I was on mute for a moment. I just I realized I was on mute for a second. So I might have been saying some great insightful things, but I guess I'll just let you guys go for it. So I, uh, I doubt that. That's all right. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. <laughs> no, I was shot, literally saying, like, shot. hey, this has been a good episode, guys. And everyone just kept talking. And I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> you say, well, um, I guess I'm just, I guess, who am I, man? I guess. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be crazy. Right. Well, I if, cannot believe is, I learned something new today. Like genuinely learned something mid mid recording about the. Gosh, that's not what you wisdom. come here for. I First just, live extra sheep. That's learning, I know that was mind boggling. Well, I think we've uh, ended right on time today. Uh, my wife is stressing out because we got people coming over for dinner in a second. So I think we will end the episode there. But yeah, this is right. really good. I, next week we got a good one. Beal came up with a great topic, and we're really excited yeah. for it. Well, it's going to be this week, but then Take we had some. Take notes for next one. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be oh good. yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking notes for sure. All right. Till then, uh, this has been the extra cheap. You guys have a good day, everyone. All yeah, right, thanks. Great time. It's a great yeah. time.
chicken to China. The Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick. Your brain starts ticking. Always flying off the back swing. Make me think the wrong things. I cannot help it if you think you're funny weather, man. Trying hard not to smile, but I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean. You soon will. It's been one week since you laughed at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Four days since the afternoon. Saying you just did what I thought you were going to do. Three days since the living room. Yesterday, uh, you'd forgiven me. Okay, I'm good. I'm back. I'm just here singing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to interrupt something. Here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song by the, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, uh, the, by the Bare Naked Ladies. It's called One Week. And in the song, he goes, Chicken the China, the Chinese chicken. And that's mm. what me and Beale were thinking about. Oh, okay. There you oh, go. Talking about one week. Chicken the China, the Chinese chicken. chicken. You have Chinese a drumstick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go, man. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Very uh, on brand what we're speaking on. Yeah, it was, it was good. Chinese chicken. Chinese, Chinese chicken. Chinese chicken. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>